Hey, let's get down to it, Bopper. Damn Skippy. Now hit it. Come on, Hicks. Hit it. Hicks, take the lead on this. You never uh, sing any fucking solos anymore. I mean, fucking rock this thing the way only you can. I don't know oh, where to begin. We are North Americans. That's and it. For those of you who still think we're from England, we're not. No. We've been all played and Do the dance when you sing, though. North America. Where the buildings are old and you might have lots of mimes. Uh huh. Uh huh. I hate the feeling when you're looking at me that way Cause we're North Americans Why do you only sing the last fucking word of every line? Make it oh, okay. Makes it I didn't know that well, I don't know, I don't know oh, where to begin When we're North Americans But in the end make the same mistakes all over again Come on, bitch, hey! North America! Well, people always wonder why Hicks is considered one of the best front men in rock and roll today. Well, there you go. Eat that yeah, shit up. Actually, uh, we did start the show off with a little bit of the Jay Giles band. Now, not too long ago, I, uh, I had uh, Peter Wolf on the show. And when I went to do an interview with him, I decided, I'm no, fuck an interview. I'm just going to fawn for a while. So I fawned all over him. And then when the uh, great uh, rock and roll writer... Rob Sheffield came in and did the show. I brought up, I thought Peter Wolf was the all-time great American frontman. He told me last year, yes, he saw them with Aerosmith. They were better than Aerosmith. And that's in Boston, Aerosmith's hometown. Now I find out this summer, Jay Giles Band back on the fucking road. Awesome. Now you young rock and roll kids, you young fucking skeeters out there, you're saying to yourself, I don't know if I've ever seen a rock and roll band in my life. Here's your fucking chance. Now, I want to see them, Hicks. I don't think I want to see them in Jones Beach. I want you to find me where they're playing on the road. I like a nice getaway weekend. Where I can see them somewhere, like an amphitheater, but tied in like mountains or beach or, you know, a whole getaway weekend. Will do. And then you can run away in a bago and just drive me around and... Make a whole fucking National Lampoon's uh, rock and roll vacation out of it. That fucking sounds great. Let's follow the band, bro. We can sell nitrous along the way. Ah, uh, is that? Are there parking lots filled with fucking drug acts like a fish show? Well, it's, nothing's like a fish show. But you have to remember that those people were doing drugs long before fish came along. <laughs> you know the fucking Jay Giles people. But you gotta look kind of good when you go to a Jay Giles show. You don't want to fucking just show up like some fucking scruffy-necked fucking fish head. Man, every time I turn on TV, I just see Oklahoma blowing away. Just blowing away. It's done. You just wonder to yourself, how, how much of a pounding can America take 
by these storms. And these tornadoes, they don't even look like tornadoes used to look, where there was like, you could see the spiral to them. This is just one big ugly black cloud that's destroying stuff. That's true, Fezzi. Now, speaking of the Jay Giles, a long time ago, it was probably six months ago, you got the assignment. Because I know that that song that we played, we played uh, as our theme song in Washington at the end because we wanted to uh, get back on uh, to New York City. And we were saying that to kind of taunt at our bosses a little bit and letting us out of the deal a little early because XM had made us an offer. And we're still waiting for that contest to get back to a long story, though. I don't know why, Fezzi, how many times you told me, I'm out. That you don't say, hey, I got a fun contest that you gave me six months ago. Now, I don't even want to play the contest. You know why, Hicks? It's become that aggravation for me. It's like if you heard like, oh, you're going to get a turkey club. Oh, great. Where is it? Um, Well, you're not getting it. But maybe you'll get it later. Then you'll go to yourself, no, I don't want it. Yeah, fuck it now. Like if a fucking waitress says to you, oh, we don't have something, but you could have this. Whatever the this is, you don't fucking want. Automatic hate for it, actually. Yes. Because then what you're basically saying is mommy don't love me. That's what it means. When someone says to you, all right, we don't have ham. We have whatever the, the next thing is. That means mommy doesn't love you. Makes you feel less than. Feels like shit. Do you remember the first time that you felt like, no, I deserve more love than this? I never really felt love. I actually, throughout my childhood, I always felt that I deserved fucking more love. It was, just, it was a constant thing from my parents. No, my mom doted on me. My nice. mom was uh, and is a little Irish woman who could be very tough on you, but at the same time would be tough on anyone who was tough on you. So I always felt a certain amount of... And I had a safeness with my mom that was also went into the world of physical safeness. Because my mom was four foot eleven, but would fight anybody, take on anybody in the neighborhood. So, but then one time my mom just dropped me off. I guess I was with some, like, great-grandparents or something. I don't know. She had to go somewhere else. And to me, it just felt like... You know, and it was a matter of I'll be back in three or four hours. But to me, what she said to me in my baby head was this. All the love I've shown you was a lie. Oh, no. And this is the way it really is. It's a world of coldness with elderly people who are asking you to stop fucking screaming. That's kind of scary. And when I remember she came back to pick me up, uh, I remember thinking to myself, you're not getting anything back from me, lady. You know what I mean? It's almost like just the cut, same... Stop, just cut Yeah, off. I just felt like this in my head. And like, again, I might have been two or three, but the... No, you don't get the magic that was our relationship anymore. That's done. Uh, I like the idea of like, my mom going off and doing stuff on her own when I was a little kid. I can totally remember being like, why would you want to go anywhere else when we got all this happening here? 
I would freak out when my mom would like go to like get, go to pick up dinner, but she'd be gone for like an hour and a half because she just couldn't stand being in the house. And I would freak out wondering if something terrible had happened to her. Really? So you would actually have like my mom's dead thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Like she's getting held up or fucking something terrible's happening to her. See, I, mean, I never had any of those kind of thoughts, but my mind would go into the. Well, anytime she acts like she liked me is bullshit, so <laughs> fuck it. This is going to be our new relationship. Two people that obviously we have to live together. We have these circumstances. But, um... No, here's the other weird thing about my mom. I remember being so little and thinking in the back of my head, um... Well, I'm her favorite because the other ones are kind of grown and gangly and weird. You know, lucky for her, she fucking finally got a cool kid. I had that thing. It's like very strange. But see, I was much younger than my brother and sister. Yeah, she should have felt lucky that Ronnie B was there. Well, I mean, she couldn't have treated me any nicer, but occasionally she needed to, you know, I guess go and take care of some stuff. I wasn't, she wasn't going to get a compromise out of me. Hell no. Or nothing. Uh, but I did not have the thoughts that you had that maybe something could happen to her. Oh yeah, that that fucking. I remember a lot of times me fucking just drilling through my head where I just stare out the window of my apartment building. When's she coming home? This is she's gone way too long. This See, is fucking terrible. I always thought there was going to be a car accident. Yeah, but the thing is, Hicks was fucking growing up in Astoria in what the eighties. Yeah, but the fucking on on my block that I lived on on the main avenue around the corner, there was guys that held up all the time. The fucking Korean store owners did not last long in that fucking neighborhood back then. Now it's really nice, but. Then it was shitty as fuck. Hey, still, if they're going to take somebody out in this town, it always seems to be a Korean store owner. <laughs> yeah. I can't even stand and watch a local news and see those <laughs> Koreans crying. Nonstop. Some motherfucker gets it in the back of his head. Hey, I'll come in shooting. How much money is in that register? 58? Yeah. I mean, how much change could they possibly give you? They can still scratch-offs, maybe. There's never been a single scratch-off that's ever come in. Really? Because I'm keeping buying them. I, uh, I'm still holding out. You know, I was in a bookstore the other day. There was a book about a Korean deli, a guy who ran a Korean deli. And I was going to pick it up because I need a book down here uh, during my grand jury stuff. And I'm like, and I can't think. I think it's just called Korean Deli. And I guess he, is like a, he was like a white guy married a Korean girl, went in the Korean deli business with him. Um And I'm thinking, I'm going to pick this up. No, or I got the late night book. I probably, have, it's easier. But it's been haunting me now. Korean Deli. My Korean Deli, risking it all for a convenience store. What's the uh, writer's name? Ben Ryder Howe. What is it? Ben Ryder Howe. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Is My a, Korean Deli. That's like a, a red cover. Maybe we ought to book him. Okay. Uh... Because I love those kind of books. I love a book that can take you in a world that, like, you're like, hey, I never even thought, like, how does that whole place run? Because, like, um, when you're running one of those things, you can't have a bad month, a Korean deli. Oh, then you're fucking screwed. Man, my buddy used to work at a bodega in, yeah. uh, in, in Bay Ridge. The markups are not easy in that business. Yeah, um, they made no fucking money off anything in the store except Lotto. That their, the Lotto was their life. I was like, how about you guys gotta make money off cigarettes or booze or whatever, because that's what people are going in to buy, right? Yeah. But no, they were making like cents on the fucking products. 
But it's like, it just they just depend desperately on scratch-offs. And he was right. also addicted to That's why milk. if somebody comes in there and steals two gallons of milk, you <laughs> fuck up their whole life. The fucking red. That's why you're always like, why are those Koreans going after those little black kids? Just let it go. It ain't worth it. They need that apple back. They need that fucking money. Now, why can't they just open up a lotto store? I think it's illegal. I think you got to be able to fucking sell other shit besides lotto. But they always have a separate register for the lottery. Yeah, New York Lotto Commission gives it to them. Where they, all the business on that one cash register is nothing but scratch-offs and uh, lotto picks. So there must be something separate there. Well, he just told you they gave you the thing, but you can't have you can't get that register unless you have a business, a license or whatever, like anything else, like a liquor license, tobacco license, and they can take it away if you get busted for selling underage kids. It's too fucking hard. Got my Powerball right here. Well, hit it tonight, would you please? If you hit it tonight, then fucking it would be tomorrow. I'm not sure. You won't even show up. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we're on tomorrow's show again, right? Yeah, this is tomorrow. Or today, if you're listening. I had a lot of people write to me about that craziness that we did yesterday. Uh, where I made Fez act about how fucking um, close he was standing to Kaku. Mm-hmm. And someone wrote an email or a Twitter uh, that said uh, one flew over the Kaku's nest, which actually had me laughing. Well, you're uh, you're having a tough time even today with the dead air fez. I noticed. Yeah. Like when you start to tell the your register story, you you made a statement. We all looked over at you, and then you stopped. Like yeah. there's a different register. Yeah, and then I froze after that. Just having trouble freezing up. Yeah. Well, we got Lily coming in here today. She's going to help you a little bit. But what I want you to do when these people sit with you, I want you to share a seat with them. I think it's only fair. That if you're going to be on mic half time, you get half a seat. Yeah, that seems about right. It seems uncomfortable for them. Right, it is. But they want to they want to do radio so bad that they're willing to be uncomfortable. It's a charity clause. What are you going to do today? Yahoo it up. Um. Well, I was going to talk about uh, these anti-smoking commercials. Mm-hmm. That it's just too much anymore. The one with the preemie baby, the premature baby, is playing constantly. A lot of money in that. And it's just absolutely insane. Here, you know, you have like the, the parents' television council who will constantly go after something they don't like on television. This they like. They like showing this gross stuff. Yes, they like making sure kids can't ever smoke. They love it. Yeah, remember the guy that spoke, spoke through a voice box a few, few years ago? He had that. He had the collapsing lung. Yeah. I've talked about it before. Foreign cigarettes, Canada and like uh, Asia, they have just the dead fetuses and fucking all sorts of fucked up parts. Yeah, they're all over the them. world. Yeah. We're the tame ones on our cigarettes. I've seen the lady with no fingers. They ran that one for a while. Sexy. But now they're dragging a sick baby into it. And you're not going. No one knows whether it was her mother smoking or her mother's friend or whether someone was just smoking in a park three weeks, three blocks away. Someone what? said the name for cigarette and this baby started cancer heading. 
No, I agree with you, Fuzzy, but you're never going to turn it around. Smokers are on the outside looking in. And I can't imagine that it's even effective. Any woman who's pregnant and smoking, like they show in the ad, is not going to be deterred by a 30-second PSA. Again, we said that stuff back in the 70s, but look at the amount of people who smoked back then compared to now. I mean, the stop smoking thing is one of the few things I've ever really see pick up gigantic fucking heat. No, I'll give you another one. Littering. People hate littering now, and it used to be fairly common in The going green thing took over, and that was part part of it, and it just, no one, if someone, you'll get yelled at if you just throw shit on the floor by a random person. Yeah, people are like, what are you fucking nuts? Like, everyone takes it upon themselves. This is our plan too, dude. What? Um, so yeah, people can be trained. And this is how they do it. They get, you know, they get this stuff till they push you so far. But the, all you'd have to do is go in and look at the numbers on it, Fez. The, uh, the stop smoking stuff has been highly successful. I mean, you take a city like New York. I don't know what, we end up talking about this four out of every five fucking shows. I don't know why we do it. But, you know, Z-Man will you know, send me stuff like, hey, join in the fight. I go, the, the fight's lost, dude. You should have been saying join in the fight in like 85, maybe. <laughs> Not now. I think I know one other person that smokes regularly. Dave, like one other kid I know smokes regularly. Other people like bump cigarettes every now and then. But everyone's stopping smoking. It's crazy. Yeah, people can't put up with it. First of all, it's, it's not even... Uh, like you say, cost-effective to do anything. You can't enjoy smoking no. at these prices. It's 14 bucks a shot in New York. And these uh, cigar now, if you sit down, cigar bar, and you're like, I like a cigar, you're looking at $15, $18 to have that cigar. I don't know if I can enjoy myself. No, 20 bucks a fucking shot? Fuck that. Fuck you, and fuck smoking. I don't want some baby mad at me in a womb. Sad baby. Uh, I was thinking about this. If we had the Earth, but no moon. We never had a moon, but you still have the Earth. I'm just so curious now where this is going. Would you be afraid to go out at night, or where are we going with this? Would we still have the space program? Because the moon just seemed like such a natural target. We well, have to go to the moon. But if there was no... It wasn't the original target. The original target was just to break through in, into outer space. And then the moon became the secondary target. But if you remember, what was the original thing was Sputnik, which was just shooting a satellite up, right? Right, yeah. And letting to, it go around. To, get, to see if they could put something in orbit. Um, yes, yeah, so... Uh, by the way, Gary is the one who told me yesterday about Call Me Fitz. Uh, he really loves the call me fits. All right, so what you're saying, would we go up there if there was no moon? Yeah, would we have even... I mean, once we got uh, the satellites up, past Sputnik... What? Past Sputnik. Is that what it's... Sputnik. Sputnik. Once we all got a satellite up there... What was the first one? Sputnik. That's good. All right. 
It seems like that would have stopped. I mean, Mars would have been way too far away. It's still well, too far away. It would have away. stopped what? What are you talking about? I don't know where you're going. The space program. I mean, would we have kept building things to if, if we didn't have the moon to get to? Or, right, but you realize that what space program we have is just built around that same thing that you said we would have had without the moon. Around launching satellites. Yeah. We're just basically in the satellite business of love. Yeah, see, that's why I, I didn't think, I didn't know if we would even, like, think, all right, should we put a man up there? Because well, we, we haven't done that in, like, 38 years or something crazy. We've gotten off the long-term stuff, and, you know, the space shuttle is just really about maintaining and all those fucking satellites and shit. Are there still people in the space station? Yeah, there is, but it's all fucking weird. And Gabby Gifford's husband's still up there. But the fact that you even have to ask questions like that <laughs> is you realize that, you know, it's not even all that fucking cool anymore. No one cares about those poor bastards up there. It's fucking breathing recycled air. It's just doable. But so I want get, to get back. Your point was you think that because of the moon, that's what keeps us going to Mars and trying to explore space. My point to you was, we're not doing that stuff anyway. I wish we were. I'd like to see us try to do all kinds of stuff. I definitely think we need to get on other planets. But we haven't been interested in it in four decades. And now, finally, China is going to get involved. And like, I'm, like, I'm like glad. Good. I hope they go up in the fucking moon. I hope they knock our fucking flag over. Because we haven't done it. We should have a goalie up there to protect that flag. And every night, a president should say, anyone touches that fucking flag, I'm not killing you. You're dead. You're fucking dead you touched that flag. That's our moon. Don't even look at it. We should stop. Every time Australia looks at the moon or sings a song about the moon, we got to charge them. <sighs> what was the name of that first satellite? Spatnik. You got it right. Which makes it funner. Um, yeah, I'd love to see us do something with the space program again. I thought we were at our best when we did that. I really do. It's pretty badass. But everyone's like, well, we could be using that money for off-ramps. Fuck off-ramps when we have flying cars. Assholes didn't look ahead. I don't want the Russians up there dropping rocks on us from space. That was fucking Johnson's line and the right stuff. Fucking cracked me up. He just saw it like an overpass. He saw space <laughs> as a giant overpass that somebody was just going to drop bricks on your truck. Fucking Texans. Short-sighted. Short-sighted, but long fucking legged. You know how tall Lyndon Johnson was? Nope. Eight one. He was our tallest president. What? The only president over eight feet. You ever play ball or are you just going to politics? He could dunk a basketball from his bathtub. He'd be in the fucking bathtub and he would keep shampoo up on the top of the backboard. He would just reach up and get it. He was Sick. tall as fuck. Sick. Why do you always got to play Bowie for me? A little something for you.
right, Diane sent me this email and says, so is everybody going to pretend they haven't noticed that David Bowie hasn't toured or performed in public live in almost 10 years? And is the media just going to forget about him till he dies? I'm going to tell you this, Diane. I'm on the job. I'm the guy who got fucking Jay Giles' band back on the road. Torn again, sick. They're going to have B.B. King opening for him here in New York. That's fucking that. cool. I see that. I'm going to see him somewhere else. Though. Pick out a town for me. Pick out a town so we're going to have a getaway weekend. Wallingford, Connecticut? Sounds nice. Nice Connecticut weekend. Get up there. They got great pizza, great dogs. Well, let's go back to the hook. this up because they we want to get bowie back out on the road oh god please um never saw him you never saw bowie no i never saw him live no nah, man i would love to fucking go see that i gotta tell you i've seen bowie a ton of times that's awesome going all the way back to the 70s and the last tour that he did which was i don't know about 2003 maybe a 2004 but i think 2003 was probably like the most professional, you know, because I saw him a couple of years. It was like David has come out, he's put on his sunglasses, and he's leaving. <laughs> kind of awesome, though. He's gonna smoke a cigarette, <laughs> let you know that he switched to soul music, and get out of there. Um, so I mean, I, there was plenty of times where you're like, "Oh, I guess he doesn't even want to be here," but this time he came out, and he was like, almost like too fucking consistent and solid, you know? Because I need some weirdness. That um, can't hurt. But I, what do we got to do to get him back out on the road? I've heard terrible rumors that like his voice is totally shot. And Bullshit. Just gone. That's, that's just something I read over the last few years because I've noticed. I've noticed he hasn't gone on tour because I want to see him. I'm telling you, the last tour that he did, it was perfect. I'm sure it was. No, he had a fezzy uh, uh, heart attack. Uh, that happened, yeah. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. He shook it off like there was no tomorrow. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he's like, why do I need to be out there having heart attacks? I'm the man who fucking fell the world to earth. I'm the man who sold the world. Now, let's get this. 2012, I'm reading right now. Bowie announces 12 date. Farewell tour. This is coming in just as I'm talking about it. You see what, what? you get, Diane? Um, 
So, here's what he's got so far. And this is for next summer. Uh, London, Spain, France, Rome, Germany, Italy, Tampa. What? Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, Philly, Toronto, Houston, and L.A. I'm there. Hopefully we'll get some sort of scratch together. And listen to this. Reznor will bring out the Nine Inch Nails fucking Reznor. What? And support Bowie. That's mind-blowing. For a fucking tour? Holy shit. With the man who sold the world. Will be about the ninth farewell tour I've seen him do too. One time he did this fucking tour. I guess it was the early 90s. This is the last time I do any of the old catalog. I am done. Uh, you know, I'll do Space Oddity, yeah. Suffrage at City. Say goodbye to these songs. All right? Never hear him live again. That's it. You're never going to hear fame. Done. We all start fresh from this point on. Two years later, he's out touring the same fucking <laughs> shit. And he was selling out stadiums that year. Oh, fuck yeah, of Because they're like, oh, I'll never hear changes again. I was fucking driving there like a lunatic. I, if I was him, I'd yell, and I'm taking it all off the radio. Huh? So where's your bullshit story about I heard his... Um, I might have written on a message board. I don't know if it was... Because I, I, people were saying he hasn't toured in a long time. What's up? And it was just, it's all speculation, but, you know, I ain't heard anything else. Might as well. I'll put some fucking merit into it. <laughs> well, you know, um, the... His son had that uh, movie out this year. Source Code. Yeah, what's his, what's his son's what's Zoe Bowie travel under? Something Jones, Terry Jones, or something like Duncan. that. Duncan. Duncan Jones, thanks. Uh, so I'm at the screening. Right as the movie's lending, I see this like Bowie-like thing person get up and leave. Oh. And walk through. And I thought to myself, could be Bowie. That'd be crazy. should have followed him. He should have a flashlight. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done once I would got him, though. But, you know, a couple years ago, um, I was at this party with Earl. And it was actually a, it was like a gallery party. And it was for uh, photography that Lou Reed had done. And Julian Snobble was there. And, of course, uh, Lou Reed's genius wife, um, 
Laurie was there, and it was just like a nice night. It was cool, and it was all these people. And then, like, you just heard this, like, silence. Silence started to come across the room. Like, from one part of the room, it just got quieter and quieter until, like, everyone turns around, and Bowie is coming through the room, right? And everyone's not going to act like, oh, yeah, we're glad that Bowie's here. But it's a very small room, and Bowie's walking through it, and everyone just stopped and looked at him. And no one's saying a word, and Earl just goes like this. Really quiet, goes like this. The Thin White Duke. (laughs) And as stupid as that is, it was fucking perfect. That's great. It was perfect. And Bowie just came in, kissed Lou on both fucking cheeks. I don't even think he looked at the photography. Turned around, let the uh, people take his uh, pictures. You know, like, look, I'm here. Go and put it in the paper tomorrow. Nice. That's the way to do it. It's to be a fucking rock star, to be the man. He is the man. See your fucking dude and get the hell out of there. Why the hell will you want to be there? He's too fast to take that test. So now apparently a farewell tour. 2012. Well, look who just stops in here. Our own Lily. Hello. What are you up to? Oh, you know, I was just in the neighborhood. First of all, how did you even know that we were doing a show at this time? <laughs> um, I may have been tipped off. Who tipped you off? Somebody named Chris Stanley. Chris, you gave Lily a call? Yeah, I gave Lily calls. So you want to hang out? Fez has been on a, having a lockup week, oh. and I'm a grand jury. Okay, so also we, kind of a lockup week for you. Too. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah, I thought like, oh, I want to stay out of grand jury because I don't want to be annoyed. Right. The thing is, grand jury mm-hmm. is the saddest, most horrible thing. I can't imagine. Now, is it one case that, or are you mm-hmm. seeing multiple cases every day? Already in two days, I've seen six cases. Wow! And today, uh-huh. I, and I can't give any of these things away, uh, but jurors were openly sobbing, openly wow. sobbing as they laid out the facts. There was a certain uh, victim. Mm-hmm. That told their tale of woe, and it was so incredibly sad. Like, think of all the sad things that we know, and we didn't know it. This is a story that all of our sadness together couldn't touch. Will you ever be able to tell us? <sighs> I think you probably already know what the sad stories are. I mean, they're all the worst kind. But I don't want you know. The the fact is, I don't want anybody to get away now. That you know, I mean, right. I I would. Now, I would hate the fact if they would go, oh, somebody talked about this on the radio, so we can't. Right. I'll just say, you talked about it on the radio, so you can't. <laughs> Dave taught me how to get even with people. Um, we haven't seen you last time you were in here. Mm-hmm. I forget what we were debating about. You were very good that day, though. Oh, Fashion. Fashion, turn to the left. Circumcision. And circumcision. They go you, hand in hand. Exactly. Um... Now you were f- against you were against fashion, but for circumcision, or were you for circumcision I, and against fashion? I think I was for both of them. Mm. <laughs> you thought circumcision was a great new fashion. <laughs> yes, you, it is more fashionable. It is. There were some people that were very upset with you over the circumcision because they're probably uncircumcised, and it's fine. I mean, it's just my you know, it's my preference. Were you? Were, you said you were with one man. 
mm-hmm. uncircumcised. So only 1% of the men that you've ever gone down on <laughs> have been circumcised. Because your number is starting to get pretty outrageous now. No, I mean, not outrageous for a 30-year-old, you know, liberated, independent female. I did not know you were liberated. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that fucking conservatives could be. Now, when you gave your, your number... Um, Chris Stanley threw up in his own mouth. God, it's not. It isn't even. <laughs> had to swallow it back down. It was awful. Um, he called it a whore's yearbook. Oh, jeez. Was Earl the only black guy you've ever dated? I never dated Earl. I um, went. I was with you when you were on a date with Earl. But that wasn't the first a date. Time I met you. We were fr- <laughs> we were friends hanging out. Maybe Earl, he thought it was a date. Earl told me it was a date. Hey, of course he did. It wasn't a day. I bought your ticket to that, whether you knew, and Did without you even really? knowing. Yes, because how? Why would I not want Earl to have a date? We've always <laughs> dreamed. We've always dreamed of Earl having a date and Fez talking on the radio. He, Those are the two things we've always wanted. <laughs> well, he told me that he had an extra ticket that day, so he didn't give you credit for buying that ticket. Well, he doesn't need to. Yeah, but he was doing the right thing if he was going to get there. <laughs> now it still didn't help. Uh, and then we went to Elaine's after. By the way, yeah. Elaine's shutting down. I know, I heard. Another New York institution yeah. disappearing. Sad, isn't it? It is sad, but that's the way New York is. It just keeps on rolling. Keeps evolving. But let's let's go over this, Hicks. And you don't have a dog in this fight. I mean, you really, you're the grand jury of this. <laughs> nice. Now, let me put some... I'm going to make the case, and you tell me whether it's a date or not. Okay. A girl, a guy, a show, and dinner. That's a date. <laughs> I don't know he what else you would you call it. Date. Yeah, but with other people? Another couple. Yeah. yeah that's that's a, a double. Yeah, that's when it's really a date. If there was like seven of us and it was like three girls <laughs> and four guys and we all kind of know each other because we went to the same school back years ago and now we're catching up. Yeah, then you could fight it. But yes, when two couples go out, that's a date. Now, it doesn't mean I'm in this case it wasn't a romantic date, but it was still a date. Um... Yeah, it was plans. I like plans better than the date. Oh, God. It's plans. It's a date. He goes I, on the I, list. I, but I had hung out with Earl so many times before that, just me and Earl, that I never even See, plans a is a word that you use when you don't, don't want to do the date. Yeah, exactly. Plans, are no, plans don't really exist. What, people don't have plans? People do. Well, if, if you and I were going to do something, we'd have plans. Right. We wouldn't have a date. But usually when someone says the word plans... There's no plans. There's no real plans. Hmm. I hadn't given this much thought. He's on to an interesting thing. Because I don't know if I have plans. But I never like to put anything down concrete anyway. Right. I mean, I don't, quite frankly, have plans. I mean, I'm not even doing a live show. That's how easy I am on the plans. And today I showed up late for my uh, jury. And then the guy said uh, to me, he goes... uh, well, you know we get started at 10. I go, every day? He goes, like, yes, every day. It was like a floating I go, I go, now everybody knows. All right, Fez is on to something here where I don't know whether you have plans or not. I mean, if I... Fez I've, thinks you're a liar. <laughs> I think if I've ever had plans, I've had plans, whether they've come to fruition or not. I think when know? someone says, I have plans... Why are you so aggressive with her? Why, <laughs> why is this the Jesus. first thing that makes you... Do you ever notice when he has a third wheel? You know what I mean? It's like, me and Ron are against you. <laughs> he feels so good then. Now, 
tag are, are you dating anyone now or having plans with anyone now? <laughs> I'm, um, no, I'm not dating anybody. Mm -mm. How long has it been since you were re really with anyone? Since I've uh, been in a relationship? Um, probably since November. Wow. Yeah, but it's okay. It's all good. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. And until people say things like that, and it makes you think. Well, I just you worry be because you've been out of work for a while. <laughs> yeah, you were doing great in Rochester. Yeah, things were moving and shaking for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then you said to yourself, "I, I don't want to be in Rochester, and I don't want to be with my great boyfriend." Um, no, that's not what happened. I oh. lost my job, and then I got dumped, and then I moved like three, four months later. Who dumped you? Oh, I was dating this guy who's in a band, so you know the guy that I met in the band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you dumped him. He dumped you? No. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I would say that it was more him than me. Yeah. It's, it's weird because out of... And I only met him that one day. Yeah. But compared to the people I know that you've dated, yeah. he was like the nicest. He, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a very outgoing, nice guy. We got to uh, tell everybody what the band is called. Um, Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. All right, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> but though. it's like one of those names that you never remember it, but you won't forget it really. Either. Well, when they came in here and you're like, I want my friend's band to play, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I do want the band. I'm like, okay. Then they fucking came in here and they mm -hmm. were great. Yeah, aren't they great? Yeah, it was just a great sound and they were just like really like, I know this seems odd, but really like a band band, like guys yeah. that are paying attention to the way each other are playing and just jamming fucking got into a groove. And they're always playing. Like if they're together, they're jamming, they're playing. So it felt like you were dating the whole band? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's <laughs> that way, because that would kind of be weird. But you know, but um, like since he's always with them, yeah. you're like, you're sitting at his feet while he's, you know, let's work on this. Yeah. It is a little bit like a family vibe. It's cool. I like traveling with a band. Mm. Um, but they didn't want you. <laughs> well, um, the I band think broke I'm up with you. No, and the band's still together. I was not, you know. I've yeah, the band is still together, but you're no longer traveling with them. I could if I wanted to. Did anyone ever? Uh, did you ever speak up in a band meeting and someone just go like this? Excuse me, wait. Why is she here? <laughs> I thought this was for band meeting. As far as I know, she's not in the band. If anyone asks, you're his costumer. You know, it's one of those things, it's like family, like you don't involve yourself in family drama with any guy that you're dating. Same thing with the band, you just, you, I never involve myself with, with it. I always involve myself in other people's family dramas. <laughs> it's bad news. You but, can't. Hicks, you don't even like to be around your chick's family, right? No, I've tried it, uh, I just don't want to be around people's families. I just, I'll I feel the same way. Yes, come on. It's about me and you, not your family. <laughs> and always like, if I, uh, I said. It'd be great to have your family come by. Let me know so I can get out of the house that week. <laughs> and, you know. Just needs a heads up. I'll come do on. bachelor week. I'll have plants. Pretty vague. I'll have plants. Man was fez on you very quick over that plants <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah. The confidence level you got. And I was going to do this because, like, yesterday, did you have the freeze-up day? Mm -hmm. And then you, today you did. But when Lily comes in here and you found out we're on the same side, you're back. Well, I felt bad that Earl was getting cheated out of a date. <laughs> well, he told everyone it was a date. Except me. When you were like wearing like a weird hat that night, I remember. Yeah. You're like some crazy Woody Allen hat. Yeah, it was, an, it was a cute, like Annie Hall-esque hat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's remember I uh, after we left again we had a great night we went to Elaine speaking of Annie Hall and we were all then we walked down Second Avenue together one of those great New York nights and then we each go our own way 
And uh, my chick says to me, she goes, what a pretty girl. And I go, yeah, I can't believe she fucks. And then I, you know, I use the <laughs> racial slur. And then I thought that would be it. We'd never see you again. Um, no, no, there's no sex. I never hooked up with Earl ever, just for the record. Did you know, though, that, that Earl put that vibe out there to people? No, I didn't. Earl's really, it's really hard because Earl doesn't like to communicate at all. Mm -hmm. He's really awkward. So, no, I just, I assumed it was just friends going out, hanging out. Like, we, we did. We worked together. We used to hang out, you know? So. Are you still friends with Earl, or has that gotten far apart? No, I'm still friends with Earl. Um, and Franklin? Yeah, still friends with him. Now, you know how Franklin and Earl both love that older filmmaker? What's his name? Melvin. You know, I saw him in my neighborhood last week. Really? Last night, actually. Uh, walking down the street with uh, a white lady. Just the two of them walking down the street. So I've had Melvin on, and I think he's great, and he's done. He's one of the great directors, one of the early black exploitation directors. But I figured uh, he's not going to remember me, and here he is with this uh, you know, white lady. So I just I walk by him, and I go, you, sir, are a genius. I go, thank you. He's like, oh, thanks, man, good. You know, and I, we just keep on going. But I figured that might put him over the fucking top get up in that but he really had the thing of like hey don't worry about bobby everything's cool he's fucking great hey, he's a shit um lily what's happening with your movie was it going anywhere oh the movie that i was in hamel um seems like it's not going anywhere but um still waiting for a distribution no is it about a camel no it's about a uh ufc fighter named matt hamel is he still even fighting yeah he is actually i think he's doing pretty good for a deaf guy. I couldn't fight a deaf person. I feel like I was cheating. They always come in second, like on uh, Apprentice this year. By the way, uh, and you've been to some of our big nights out. Well, by this time tomorrow, we will know whether Fez is right or wrong. But he bet one of his famous dinners and open bars mm -hmm. against the country boy on uh, Idol. Now, I said to him, I thought the country boy was a lock. He was a shoo-in. You see it going the other way. Yeah, I think the the little girl changed it all up in the finale. But having said that, the world already knows the truth right now. Right. You and I are, are talking to you from the past. We're the last ones to know. Would you be one to double or nothing on this? Yeah, I'll double or nothing on Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fucking... That's 17 then? Fucking open bars? Yeah, right there. That's an astronomical amount of money. You could theoretically go bankrupt if Hicks just can stay alive and drink it as normal. I could try. <laughs> Where would you like to go for this restaurant? Hicks, if... Florio's doesn't let you smoke anymore, right? Is there no any one place does. we can smoke that we can eat? Well, we can go to cigar bars. There's, uh... I'd like for, there's so many. We, why don't we do that for one of them? All right, there is one on uh, in my neighborhood... Uh, Macanudo, uh, which is a really great place. Um, you know what? You know who has con connections to that, too, is uh, Laura. I don't know what her connections are. Okay, I told her before, after Len, I'd let the guy come in and talk about a cigar bar. Maybe we could all line it up. They actually have really great food there, too. All right, let's lock it up. Let's go. Come so on. All you want to do is be able to eat and smoke at the same time. I really That's like your dream. doing that. <laughs> Wow, what's wrong with that? No, well, I didn't to, say anything. Let's go to Italy. How about that? We all I think we've all been curious about it. The steakhouse in there has a... You can I hate make the a, name. You can have a, a reservation. I've never been. 
Uh, Club Mac is the name of that place. Club Mac. Uh, but that means that you'll, uh, for Club Macanona, you'll be uh, picking up uh, Laura then. And her boyfriend. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know whether she's a big cigar smoker, but she's locked into that place. Yeah, smoke it up. Although she hasn't gotten as a good unmasked lately, huh? No, no, not lately. What are you working on with the unmasked? Um, uh, working on uh, some... some Say, wait, hold on. I'll start yelling at Lily and we'll get his strength back up. It's when the intention goes back to him. Did you notice the difference in personality? Right, yeah. When 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 the pressure was on Lily, you're like, what is wrong with you anyway? <laughs> you suck black dick. Why don't you just admit wow. it? He was just like so aggressive. Then I'm going, what's going on with my mask? Um, I, uh, uh. So go ahead, Fez. So just working on some uh, classic people. As Give me a name. Give me something I can fucking believe in. If I'm uh, going to quote, was that Poison? Yeah. That did something to believe in? They're touring this summer. Uh, Hicks is telling me he's very excited. Here's a tour going out. You might want to do this. Uh, NSYNC, Backstreet, have started one band. They all come out together. And they make this fucking thing work. N-K-O-T-B-S-B. That's what they call it. Want to hear the single? Is this for real? Yeah. This is for real, yeah. And they're so putting out an album together. Wait, so who? Wh- which boy bands is it? New Kids and... Uh, Backstreet, Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh my God, this is <laughs> now, so bad. On the stage. It's <laughs> like, let's just figure, it was 1979... And a band came out called the Beatles Stones. <laughs> and the Beatles and the Stones would have been together. This is how desperate these guys have yeah. gotten. Because uh, only one of them is doing well. Sexy back. Justin Timberlake. Refuses to do anything but comedy. He hasn't put out a fucking album in five, like years. five years. He ain't yeah. looking back. Uh, did you see him host SNL this weekend? Yes, he did. What did you think? Well, I say, I hate this kid. But then I kind of laughed during the first monologue. It was a good monologue. I laughed during the next couple sketches. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Lonely Island thing was funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he does very, very well on that show. Yeah. He's a professional. He's great. People hate want to hate him, but he's so good at what he does. But the problem is that, like you said, a professional. He was a professional kid. Yeah. Professional now. I, I don't know if that's what I like in life. I like somebody who's doing it for passion, not because his parents used to make him take lessons. But you don't think he's doing what he likes to do now? He's kind of putting the I don't think he knows who he is, though, because of what happened to him when he was a kid. It's almost like like somebody who was uh, raped a lot as a child now telling you, no, I like to get smacked. I like them when I'm getting fucked spit in my face. And you're like, yeah, but I don't know if you really do like it. No, I You're do. just reliving it. Come on, do so it. So I think Justin's out there going like this. Love me, Mommy. Love me more than my brothers and sisters. Well, I think he's an only child. But um, I thought he did great. I, th- I think he's... He's grown up to be such a handsome Yeah, but handsome you know what? You, you, should, you seem like to me like you're beyond the fucking groupie years. That you should be willing to put that besu- behind I am, you. But I think he's grown to be a really mature man. Like, really manly. He's great. I think he's talented. What are you oh, dancing yeah. like that for? What are you, what are you, what are you popping locking? What is this? <laughs> now, would you one night stand with him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
right, here's the thing, though. Even if there was the announcements made, like, I'm going to take Lily in the back room and pound her. Like, everyone, go ahead, go to your fuck room, yeah, Lily. I, I don't know. I mean, it'd have to be something where I felt comfortable with it, where I didn't feel like I was being degraded. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I, what if he treated you really nice, took you out to dinner, took you to a nice hotel, made love to you with your nieces and nephews watching. <laughs> And that's it. That's, that's that, my only option. There's got to be yeah. a price to pay. They, they have to watch it. Wow. Okay. Um, Will he sign stuff for them? <laughs> probably the bathroom of the club would be a little bit less. You would you get pounded in the fucking men's room? As opposed to with guys pissing and vomit. Wait, guys are pissing while you're getting fucking pounded? Or children watching? I think I'd have to deal with the men urinating in front of me. You, why, you can't you. protect the kids. But I don't know why they're... I don't even <laughs> no, remember that God. even coming up. You wouldn't have invented it. All right, what if I let some guys piss on me? No. Could I do it then? I don't know why you like it. I mean, this would be your number one, Justin Timberlake. I don't know if it'd be my number one, but it would be up there. Maybe two. Uh, who would be number one? Still John Makovic? After all these years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I don't know. I mean, that's a good one. Um, carrot top. God no. Believe about Thornton. You know, I don't. I don't even know. Maybe Justin would be my number one. There's no one out there that you think is suitable. Am I really into celebrities? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear the new song by the Beatlestones. What are they called, Hicks? N K O T B S B. New oh, kids God. on the Backstreet Boy. Oh God. oh, God. That's fucking crazy. Here, listen to this shit. I know we haven't been getting along long at all. I don't think that's time. You and I are giving just call, call it off. I don't want to say goodbye. Cause just when I think we're through, the memories go flat back. It's like instantly. I love you like that is on fire for you. When you get it back again, if you don't say it's the end, the end. Okay. really take 12 guys to sing this song it sounds like eight of them are just getting the fucking some hot dogs for themselves right, we gotta go to this tour oh, remember when um, Dave used to fucking sing that song with Pitsy where they acted <laughs> like they were backstreet they, they honestly used to believe they sounded good. Yeah, and they used to do it on the streets of 57th Street yeah. between the two shows the Free FM and yeah it would be <laughs> fucking so funny <laughs> I think a couple of people actually gave them, you know, some change. Well, the weird thing was, Dave, he can't sing mm -hmm. and act and all those things, but he is, like, comedically talented, where Pitsy just had no talent, and then would get into that one weird thing, like, no, I am, I'm, I can sing like a, he was a really fucking boy it. band, yeah. yeah. Like all Italians. Yeah, all Italians please. think they're in boy bands. All right, we're going to take a break here. We get back. Somebody's got a question about a wedding. Okay. Have you been in a lot of weddings before? I've been in a, quite a few weddings, yeah. Ever the bride? <laughs> Never the bride. Always so the bride's sad, name. It's a little sad there, yeah. But you'll get there. You honestly believe that? No. <laughs>
now. Just trying to encourage her. Look at Hicks's digginess. <laughs> Listen, they're breaking it down. Oh, jeez. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, baby. <laughs> Do you think that's some producer? You know what? I think I need one of you guys mumbling over this. Just, uh, just come in and say whatever's on your mind. Be more sexy. Say the initials of your bands. So Justin is the only one not back. Everybody but him. Yeah. No one else said I got more good shit going on. And then Donnie Wahlberg's up in this motherfucker too. No, Justin was in In Sync. In Sync is not in this super group. They are. It's, it's Backstreet Boys and uh, New Kids on the Block. Okay. Wait, he wasn't in Backstreet Boys. No, he was in In Sync. He was in Sinker. Yeah. Yeah. What band had the guy that used to really um, have the tight, tight beard? The beard that was just like little lines. I think that was Backstreet. Yeah, I think so. Well, that was my favorite that's ever had. <laughs> I think guys it was Howie. Got that kind of time to just sit there. <laughs> I can't have more than three hairs together at any one time. That shit tight, dog. All right. Break. Right back. Lily's in the hizzle. On Fest Show. Everybody seems to got one So if you see me on the street And you won't get wise with me Get up and give it a try I'll pull out my 45 45 Oh, what a big gun With my 45 Oh, God, I feel so alive When I'm strapped with a strap with a big gun Now I'm on and I've become a man And learn I got to understand Got to conceal your fire Still if you see me on the streets And you wanna get wise with me Get up and give it a try I'll pull out my 45 45 Oh, what a big girl Strap with a big gun, get a slip. Strap with a big gun. 
There is uh, oh, somebody from uh, Louis Pass. <laughs> a little trip down memory lane for me. Give the whole name of that band again. That's Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. I want to put out a, an album, a live album compilation, really, called People That Sing Into Ron's Face. And it's just people that have come in here nice. and done live songs. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Just have a man just be two feet away from me and sing straight to me. It's, it's odd. Who is your favorite? Four. Oh, I... I guess I gotta say crazed. I mean, I know that's the <laughs> obvious thing, but it's also because he played uh, keyboard. Yeah. Um, man, there are so many. Hicks, do you got a favorite? I really love Black Dub when they came in. When, the, when Trixie Whitley started singing, that was, that just was a, a good one. Surpri- just a surprise. It just blew us all away. Um, and there's just so much. You had that funk exchange group that was in. Not yeah, too they long were ago. fun. They were really fun. Uh, Randy Newman might have been my favorite only because he's, you know, yeah. literally one of the people that I'm just uh, crazy about. Uh, but Hicks is right with Blacked Up, and then uh, of course the um, the Oscar winning kid. What's his name? Ryan Bingham. You know, he's going to do something with Jeff. They're going, him and Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. are going to do an album together. Nice. Uh, so I'm, I feel like I'm friends with people that are friends with Jeff Bridges. There you go. One step closer. That's all I've ever wanted is <laughs> just to hang out with Jeff Bridges and spend time together. Isn't there a documentary out? Rockumentary. Rockumentary. Yeah, it's all just different music. <clears throat> yeah, a friend of mine said it was really good. I should. Uh, it was it. probably the American Masters, is what he saw on PBS. It's something yeah. you wouldn't know. You you <laughs> called the cable company and had him oh. take PBS off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't know what this free channel is, but I'd like Let's it get moved. Oprah up. It's the last Oprah. Oh. Today's the last day for it. Let's get Oprah Let's, on the TV. Um, yesterday we watched the last like big show, which yeah. was amazing. Just screaming and yelling and... I just don't understand how she's surprised because she's friends with all these people. Why is she surprised that they would show up for her? Well, a lot of that was like, would have been like me yelling out, how did you get Hicks here? How the (laughs) hell did that happen? Now, you don't have to turn it up. I I want to keep it off. Uh, But just, uh, you know, when this thing is finally over, um, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm watching it live. Although, I guess you already did it. Um, did she um, tape it here in New York? No, Chicago. She's oh, Chicago. Chicago. I know, but I thought for some reason I thought it was in New York. It should have been. Well, the show should have always been in New York, That's if you want to be totally honest. But Chicago is going to terribly miss her, and I have a feeling that it's been you know it's made money for Chicago over the years. Absolutely. But they are going to turn that studio she's got a beautiful studio and now it'll just be a sticks concert that goes on 24 7 because they're also a chicago band so you can go there anytime you want and see sticks perform all right we get emails here lily as you know we are a show from the future that gets emails and now ron and fez the show of the future brings you electronic mail mail sent electronically Uh, Jeff, the best man, uh, says this. First of all, Hicks, he wants to send you some uh, cheap West Coast smokes. All right. Where should he send them? So make sure you write them back. Oh, I will. Uh, says he was recently asked to be best man for his best friend's wedding. Aside from the bachelor party, what are my responsibilities as a good and proper best man? I figured I'd ask you, gents, because you're the classiest guys on radio. 
please help me. I'd rather not ruin an otherwise perfect day for my best friend and his new bride by being an ignorant douche in a bow tie who loses the ring. Uh, any tips on giving a toast would be appreciated. That's the part I'm most nervous about. That's a very good point there. You, you do have to... I don't understand why people don't prepare a toast, but I will give you this little hint here. Because um, one of the worst things is young guys are the ones that are always asked to do this. So you're asked to do this when you're like 18 or 19. Of course, you don't know how to toast. Right. Uh, and then by the time you do get to know how to toast, well, no one wants... Then it's you know your friend's second and third weddings. So there's like eight of you. At a toast, no matter what you say make sure at the end of it you say so let's all lift our glasses because people are too stupid <laughs> to lift their glasses without saying so let's all lift our glasses and then pause there as you hold that no matter what happens get all the glasses up in the air boom bring it down so everyone drinks together and then you have to finish with let's hear it for the beautiful couple yeah that's how it, it's got to close but it is an important thing that you don't get into that now, here's another thing. Don't just talk to your buddy during the toast. Right. Or bring up anything just between the two of you. This is for everyone. And it's about love. It's not just, remember that time you and I <laughs> went to Vegas. We were so whacked out. <laughs> Pull the train. shrooms. Anyway, you think you're happy with this girl. It's up to you. I know one thing. This is your choice because you could have anybody. <laughs> That's a mistake. Talk to them and not too personal. Talk to them. You know, a wedding is a traditional thing. So bring up love, tradition, family, all the people together. Yeah, and if you do bring up a personal story, make sure it has like a point. Like there's a moral to it somehow. I, I'm a big believer in not bringing up the personal story. Just don't personalize it because then you're leaving people out. Well, what if it was a story about them, about you know the first time they met, and that's when I knew about, that they were perfect for yeah, each other. Yeah, about those two, not about you right, with them. Then right, you right. look like you're fucking hot dog in it. Uh, right. Anything else you th feel like the best man has to do? Um, just don't get too drunk until after you give the toast. You know, I'm a big fan of, you know, it's amateur night anyway. You know what I mean? That you guys will, won't want to get drunk. Um, not... Out the night before. Right. My uh, first wedding, uh, doing coke till fucking <laughs> six in the morning. Beautiful fucking yeah. thing. And had the sniffles. Yeah. At the thing oh. everyone brought up. Hey, you getting a cold? And I'm like, well, no, why? <laughs> sniffles. Nose is running. Um, probably God. goes to show. A lot of times you should not get married in your teens. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Mm. Um, so, no, no bachelor party the night before. If you need to still do a bachelor party, do it way before. Yeah, usually they do it like a week or two before. Right. Isn't but, that how people do it? Yeah, about a week or so before. But, you know, the old tradition was the night before. Yeah. But also, do you really even need a bachelor party? Why can't you just drink without calling it a bachelor party? Then everyone doesn't act like what happened. I don't ever like to be asked, where were you guys by anybody? What about, what is your opinion on, because some couples do this, a joint bachelor-bachelorette party. Let's, let's call all the get wedding. down together. Yeah, let's call <laughs> okay. the wedding. Yeah, so right. let's do that after we eat cake. But guys get off easy because he's the best man. And uh, like the bridesmaid 
for uh, or the maid of honor for the bride has to do a lot more because there's a shower there's always the gift that you know you've got to arrange all the girls get together and have to get a gift for the bride so girls have a lot more responsibilities when they're in a wedding than yes that's because girls like weddings there's not a single guy you'll never hear from men i love wedding i love a good wedding i guess gay men love a good wedding yeah but a regular guy i hate weddings i despise them i hate weddings who likes them? I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a good one. Um, but the, no, I didn't know that there was a group gift thing because guys don't do that. Yeah, the girls will get to get, like all the bridesmaid will get together and the maid of honor will be the ringleader and say, okay, girls, let's. And you that's know, the gift from down. everybody? Yeah, what should we get her? Let's get her a good gift, you know. Make sure the, the, the shower. So you have to get like a gift for mm. her and a bridal gift, probably an engagement gift, and leave money at the shower. It's really expensive being in a wedding. Plus the dress, plus the shoes, plus the hair, plus the makeup. The yes. coordination has to, for the shower has to be frustrating where you're just dealing with all different aspects of her life. You have to yeah. talk to her family, get baby plus pictures. her work friends, yeah. her regular friends, school friends. See, I disagree. None of that has to happen. Not one of those things has to happen. It doesn't have to happen. So the fact that it does, then you call them. Yeah. I don't. I don't know these people. I'm not going to call people up. I just think that we need to, as a fucking human race, stop this shit. I agree. Why set? You know, like Fez is bringing up the pressure. But why you set up something that you can fail? Because um, it's all for show. That's all people want. Well, my wedding needs to be better than your wedding. My dress needs to be better than your dress. It's just... It's, it's horrific. It's, it really is horrible. And it's a billion-dollar industry that's playing on the insecurities of these women. Like, it's your wedding day. If you're not going to do it for this day, what day are you going to do it for, you know? You need the photographer. You need the better play settings, the better, you know, package deal or whatever. No idea where the wedding pictures are. No one cares. No one's ever asked me to see them later. I've never seen anyone else's wedding pictures. Yeah. It's it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. And the worst thing is all that money comes in. Like I said, it normally happens when you're in your early twenties. Yeah. When once you get out of that, I think once someone makes it to thirty, they're like, "Let's really have a smaller wedding." I've been to so many of these and they blow. When you're twenty two, twenty four, that's when you have the obnoxious wedding. Well, I think the divorce rate also significantly lowers once both people are over thirty. If you get married, I don't at think the age so. Thirty, I think it does. I think I think it does go down. Watley's looking this up now as we speak, <laughs> but I would like to see that because I heard that even let's say a second marriage, yeah, the, high risk. It's a higher risk than even the first time. Yeah, and then the third is even higher. But I think the the reasoning is because you're older. The first time that you get married, so people tend to be a little bit more mature, know what they want as opposed to what they don't want. Mm. Well, I mean, the only part of that is that you would probably live together for years. Like, would you live? Would you think of getting married without living this, with someone? Um, I think I'm slightly old-fashioned in the sense that I don't want to officially move in with anybody unless I'm married with them. I don't understand the, the chances point. of you getting, <laughs> or at least being unhappy, are very, very high. <laughs> but I mean, you can still spend all this time. I just don't officially want to move all my stuff in just in case shit goes down, and then I don't have a. I need a place to go to in case this dude doesn't marry me. You know, we'll what throw I mean? him out. <laughs> yeah, man, look what like Oprah looked like back in the day. She was so white. <laughs> Actually, it drops at 25. Uh, it starts getting lower at 25? Yeah. Like in 20 to 24 years old, 
the average a- age of uh, women to uh, 36.6% of wait, women. Wait, let's start back there. Sorry. Let's go through the numbers and tell us what they are. For 20 to 24-year-olds, yeah. that's when most women and most men divorce. Between what those what are the percentages? 36.6% of women, 38.8% of men divorce in that now, time Now, we frame. were told that the overall average is 50%. Yeah, I think this is broken down by age group. If but, got but if the highest it's... part is not as, as high as 50%, you would think that 50 would have to be at least... Uh, the lowest point of the highest people that were out there. Yeah, and then it's, um, well, they said the divorce rate in America for first marriages is 41% overall. See, that's lower than we even heard. Yeah, I always thought it was... I, I always heard it was half. Yeah. yeah. And then for a second marriage... What do you want, now? Because what is this fucking website from fucking 1910? Divorcerate.org. Second marriage, the divorce rate is 60%. Jeez. And then a third marriage goes up to 73%. But how many idiots are fucking getting married three times? Third time's a charm, maybe. I know a lot of people married for a third time. Do you really? Yeah. Now, you said you would only marry a celebrity. (laughs) No, I don't think I said that. Um, I'll only marry once, for sure. If it doesn't work out, I'll probably never get married. If I decide to get married. Has anyone ever asked you before? No, nobody's ever asked me to get married. Not that I know of. Maybe like some immigrant guys probably maybe asked my dad for my hand in marriage and wanted to drink a coffee and thought that that would square it up. But um. uh, Chris Stanley has a question to ask you. Okay. It's something he's wanted to ask you for years. I wonder what it could be. Chris? Yes, Rod. With everybody listening, ask her that question you've always had. Yeah. Uh, you have any like uh, extra cash on you? Need to oh, stop <laughs> it. Wouldn't you like to marry her? I'm not the marrying kind, Ronnie B. You won't you, marry your chick? If your chick I says, marry me or I'm out of here, what uh, are you going to... I don't know. Does she know that? I've, I've said enough times that I, I don't think she I... She doesn't I'm give off the kind. traditional thing either. Look at me. Who's going to marry me? Marriage is overrated anyway, to be honest with you. I don't think there's any reason to get married unless you're going to have children. I will tell you this. is one of the reasons why I hate gay people now. Because they can't come up with something better than marriage. Yeah. They're an embarrassment to me. And the fact they whine about it, whine about being in a broken institution, is just I think, insane. Yeah, I think they just want to be equal. I think they want to have the option the way everybody else has the option. So you know? if we go by what Fez told us, you, it was the exact opposite, that if you really want to stay married, get married very young. Get is that? Married. Yeah, I mean, 36% was by far the best numbers out there. The older people seem like they're getting married, uh, they're getting divorced at the 70% range. Well, I think that's just for the third time marriages. But who's going to wait to fucking 50? Not many people. You know, Fez uh, says this is the year of him having sex. 2011 is the big year? Oh, yeah. Yep. So far, I haven't uh, gotten there yet. You will. But the year's not uh, not half over. You got time. Summer's still here. Have you gotten under the sweater yet? No. Have you met the person yet? No, haven't met anyone. Maybe it's somebody you've already met. You never know. Chris Stanley's got something to ask you. Go ahead, Chris. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you want a house sit for me? Or, I don't know. I'm kind of planning on going out of town. 
<laughs> what do you got? What do you got that could be stole? <laughs> the piece of wood propping up my window because it's getting hot now. Well, you got that AC, right? I have an old one. And I don't know how well it's going to work. No, it's going to work perfect. You think? Yeah. Right. Any more Freon in or something? Maybe you can find somebody for Fez. Maybe Fez can find somebody for me. We'll help each other. Two old spinsters together. <laughs> we'll find each other. <laughs> one bang too much, the other one not at all. Isn't that kind of embarrassing that your fucking figures, whatever they are, are so much higher than Watley's? Yeah, it's a little disturbing. Does that make you feel proud, Fizz? No, not really. Well, it doesn't? No, I'd like to have some numbers. Well, zero is a fucking number, I think. I guess so. Is it technically a number? Or does it have to follow a one? It's not before. If it's before one, it's not a number. If it comes after a one, it is. Yeah, I don't think it's a number. I think it's just nothing. I think the thing that's probably most keeping you from having sex, Fez, is you. I definitely think you could. Yeah, you can. Somebody I know was telling me that uh, they thought Fez was a very attractive guy. He is. He's a really handsome guy. Did you know that, Fez? No. No, I do not see that at all. A lot of people are into you. All you got to do is get that thing rock hard. Just fucking just lay that shit down. Yeah, you got to see yourself a as, trick. as being hot, you know? You, you see you, yourself that way, Fez? No. Because if you don't, nobody else will. You Let's see I mean? you work it. Let's see you stand up and start working it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you standing sideways for? <laughs> it, it looks like you're waiting for a bull to come running by you. Still what are you, at a fucking matador? Yeah. <laughs> How are you looking thinner by sticking your pot belly out? Because <laughs> I'm trying to suck it in at the same time. Give, um, give us your come here face. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the third grade fucking church picture. And then he put his hand in the pocket. I know, it's the fucking church. You you maybe could do good if you were dating children again. (laughs) Something must have happened to him when he was a kid. Yeah, I mean, all of our adult issues can be traced back to childhood issues. Did you ever have a giant trauma to you when you were a child? No, not that I know of. I think I had a pretty average childhood. Hicks, did you ever have a giant trauma? Well, the fucking drug, constant drug. I like a, a constant fucking string of just smaller fucking terrible things happening. But then I got used to it as a child, and I didn't realize it was that bad or different. Well, the weird people. thing is you say that, but now you're a constant drug and drinker. Huh? How could you judge your dad for it? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not doing it around children, and I'm not trying to support a family, so I will judge him for it. You're still angry. The man's dead. Yeah, I know. Give it a fucking rest until heaven and then slam him. <laughs> See, guys have um, daddy issues just as much as girls have daddy issues. It's an important figure in people's lives. Jeez, do you think, your dad? <laughs> the man who was too busy for you? <laughs> My, uh, the thing is that we picked up... Uh, very, very early in my family, me and my brother figured out that our dad was much more moral and better than us way early on and never competed with it. Never thought we had a chance with it. Yeah. But see, I think that you're also raised by your neighborhood. I think you're part, you're, 
your family, your part, your parents, and then also that street wherever you happen to be, I think is a way, way bigger thing than most people give it credit for. Which I think is odd for Fez because he wasn't a neighborhood kid. No. So that kept you. I mean, you weren't going to, you know, all this stuff that like Lily and I were just saying to you, you weren't ever going to l- learn by the TV or watching, you know, or being with your parents. You gave up. Yeah, I didn't even go to school with the neighborhood kids. Well, I, I got sent be, off to church school, so I didn't even have that. Yeah, but I'm, but but then it would be the church school kids. That's that's what I mean by your neighborhood kids. The kids that you grow up with, they set morals down for you, whether you want it or not. So whether it's let's all tell the teacher on somebody, or we don't rat, you're stuck with those same lessons, just like you are with your dad. But you bringing up daddy issues, you're the daddy issue person of all time. I have daddy issues. You always said that you'll never meet anyone as good as your dad. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I do have daddy issues, but I don't think I have major daddy issues where I need to be doing porn or anything like that. Well, what would, well, all right, explain to me what the daddy issue thing is. I want daddy to see me. What's that mean? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely middle child syndrome all the way, where mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably why I gravitated towards a microphone. Like, hey, look at me, listen to me. You because know? it's dick-shaped? Like, oh, <laughs> is this better than anyone else could do? Um, no, more like I, I wanted a little bit more attention than I think I, I got as a, as a child. You didn't get the attention you felt like you deserved? Um, I don't know if I felt like I deserved it, but I felt like maybe I needed some. Is that why you started throwing up after every meal? You couldn't... <laughs> Hold food down. I'm not bulimic. I enjoy it. And a lot of times you would like (laughs) piss at certain spots in your room to kind of make it your own personal area. Hicks, did you know this about her? (laughs) No, I I mean, you said you don't get your dad's attention. I've never heard you say anything but great things about your dad. And as an adult, you took a a trip, a getaway. Mm -hmm. Just you and your dad went to Japan. Do you know how rare that is for an adult woman to take a vacation with her dad, just the two? Uh, yeah, that was a second for us. We also did France. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I definitely strive for my dad's approval, you know? Have you gotten it yet? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. I have gotten my dad's approval. Uh, in what way? Um, I think, uh, when I moved out, he wrote me this really nice letter about how he was really proud of me and how he loved me and... Oh, he was just really happy to see me doing very well for myself. He he wrote that in Albanian? No. Now, did he <laughs> ask English. for the letter back when you came back to live home? <laughs> Give me that letter. Ouch. Um, no. It's still somewhere. All right. So, but here's the thing. You've never brought a boyfriend home. No, I'm terrified. It's still, I'm Dad, still you're just jealous? really... Not even that. It's just, I mean, the culture that I grew up in wasn't really open to women having boyfriends or bringing boys home. It was... You left your dad's house and then you went to your husband's house. It's, that was basically how women in my family were raised. So um, it's it's a new thing for women in the Albanian culture to to be living on their own, to have to have boyfriends, to have open relationships like that. So it's you a know, really new thing. But see, that's great. I'm glad that w- Albanian women are learning. You can steal your own chickens. You don't have to wait for the men <laughs> to bring exactly. it home. <laughs> you can break into places. <laughs> You don't have to just be a fortune teller. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that um, a lot of people's issues will come down to what their relationship with their with their family is. But I think more importantly, the father is such such an important figure in people's lives. Uh, Fez, father, mother, feel. Um, for uh, 
father, I guess, was the one I felt safest around. No, who's that figure in your life? Not who you felt. I guess that answers. Yeah, father. Who, no, it would be mother. If you're like, I need to get over. Yeah. Your issue then would be with your mother. Oh, okay. That's where your issues come from. Not the um, who I felt safest around. Normally, if you have issues, it's just the opposite. Uh, so, Hicks, you probably have father issues. Yeah, slam dunk, my fucking dad, yeah. <laughs> that was a fucking train wreck, fucking every day. But I didn't realize it until I was older. But now that you do, you realize what he went through and you accept him. What? No, no, not at all. What are you talking about? You're still angry. Yeah, of course I'm still. There's how, still a little bit of anger there, yeah. How old were you when he died? I was 20. He was like 51, I think, or 50, something like Is that. Is there something you'd like to say to him now? <laughs> If he were alive today, what would you say? Fuck off, asshole. All right, that's not... You're not building a bridge there. Uh, there's no bridge to build. But you drink like a fish. Yeah, I like You've it. You've never turned down a drug. Feels good. Doesn't that remind you of somebody's dad? <sighs> no. I don't know what you're trying to get at. I'm just living my life, Ronnie B. Mm. Numb as possible. Hmm. That's all. I don't know. Uh, we got to take a break here. Is there anything you want to get into today, Lil? I know you came over last minute. If not, we can go back to Yahoo News. Yeah, Yahoo News is cool. What do you got, Wayne? Uh, some movies that are uh, getting lined up to come out. What do you got, dude? A new, a new trend in movies. No, what do you got for us today? Oh, um... A new trend in movies? I, now I, I want to know that one. Whoa. Well, it's something that could be... Just tell us what it is. Uh, there's five Frankenstein movies lined up to come out now. All right, let's get back into this. <laughs> let's give us some stuff to, to get the four of us battling and we're going after it. Bullshit! That's where Lily and I need to be, back where we were last time. So many people uh, wrote in to me and said they loved you best on last time's show. Because you oh, and I, wow. they said we're going at it like cats and dogs. Wow. Where I would say, why do you always want to cut off men's dicks? <laughs> Just the skin. The extra skin they don't need. <gasps> Not the head? No. Oh, we then most guys that. would go along with that. <laughs> yeah. Oprah has lost so much weight over the years. She's really edited this up as just floating tits. She's just a floating pair of tits now. Uh, there's a... Uh, s sorry. There's a study from the University of British Columbia says women are significantly less sexually attracted to men who appear happy and smiling and prefer the brooding look or even a shameful look. All right. We will give Lily time to think about this. And it's got to be true if it's a study from British Columbia. BC, bud. Right back, <laughs> Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. On the virus. Oh, my 
things I love in this world. Everybody and television. You must be shrewd. Wait for me, Mooma. Just like to meet the host of that show, Meat Boy. I want to go to there. We came, saw, we kicked it down. I don't like a little mustache. Nice fever. I just had a touch. I don't give a shit. Close enough. Wait, be useful. Fez, the virus, Sirius XM. You give them this technique of transcendental meditation. It's a mental technique, an ancient form of meditation that literally and truly opens the door to the deepest level of life. Unbounded, infinite, eternal, pure consciousness. Modern science's unified field. In Vedic language, it's called Atma, means the self. Know thyself. Fest show. Now, this is, uh, of course, the tape part from yesterday. Uh, Lily is in here with us yesterday. It's great to see you, although today I won't be seeing you <laughs> because you've already went home. Yeah. Right now, I am not here. But the last hour of the show will be live. I'll be getting in from Grand Jury and then open up the phone lines to you. Because what, uh, Lily and I do very, very well with controversial subjects. Uh, banging around, going back and forth, torture to not torture, immigration, no immigration, abortion, right or wrong. I, I said to abortion, it should only be a father's right. It's up to the man 100% of the time whether it's abortion or not. Hey, even though he doesn't carry it. He carries the responsibility of it okay. in his head, though. And that's a lot more than women go through. All right. Chinese water torture, does it work or doesn't it? Would you ever torture Muslims? Um, no, I don't. Personally, no, I couldn't do it. Because you're a Muslim. Um, yeah, I don't think that's it. You couldn't even ask a Muslim. <laughs> you couldn't even ask him a question. That's the kind of controversy we're going at. What's your question, Fez? Well, the, is this study true? Women significantly are less sexually attracted to men who appear happy and smiling. Uh, and are, and and they like the brooders, the bad boys. Now you bring this up, without even asking Lily, 
I think you know the answer, right? She likes a brooder. I mean, all women do, right? Yeah. When has a woman ever liked a fucking uh, a gap tooth open mouth goofus? It's never <laughs> happened. When have you ever heard that the women like the nice guys? I mean, isn't that almost even a cliche? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So why do these people get to put together a fucking thing and, and put money on it? And think that they reveal something groundbreaking? Yeah, that they invented yeah. something. We could have told you this in second grade. Right. That the girl would like... The girls like the boys that kick them in the shins in second grade. Now, what this study should have done is explain why. Because that would be Do something. you know? Do I know why? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it may st- stem... Like we were talking about last break, is it father issues? Do do we, you know, all look for guys, you know, like our fathers or looking for some sort of approval? I don't know. I mean, I think it's, there's something about women being sort of nurturers in mm-hmm. a way. Like we kind of want to take care of a guy. We want to be the one that maybe... Molds him. Yeah. Maybe I could be the one that changes him for the better. Maybe he's this brooding, miserable guy, but until I get my hands on him, he'll be this great, wonderful guy who's Well, I also life again. think that women want the monster that is their monster. Right. That will go out there and keep them protected and attack and defend and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think they like the guy who doesn't step up. I think that's almost genetic. But do you think that a guy can can be nice but also be the protector? Yeah, because yeah, he's right? like nice and crazy. Mm-hmm. You you want him to be nice to you. Yeah, exactly. So, right. But you want that to be like the secret. Like, hey, the world sees him as a monster, but I know that he cries at fucking you know old movies. But you don't want him to cry in public. Right. No offense, Fez. But you know, like a guy like Hicks. We have it in the back of our mind, as cruel and shitty and awful as he is. Yeah, that yeah. When he's with that girlfriend of hers, we got the feeling he's putty. Right. I think putty so. Putty in his hands. But there's a lot of men and women who think that their man is like that in a lot of ways, but he's actually a really big asshole to them. Like, I have a girlfriend of mine who's caught up with this guy who's just treats her like shit and, and is just an awful guy. And she thinks, oh, no, he's different with me. You know, with me, he's a really, really nice guy, but he's not. He treats her like shit. So I think... You know, women can be blinded by that. Or else they like being treated like shit. It makes them feel alive. They love it. Yeah, they, they have obviously issues with themselves. Look, though. I knew people, I had friends, that they couldn't fuck unless they were in a fist fight in public. They didn't care whether they were in a fist fight in private. But they wanted to, the whole world to see this fucking crazy, weird, sick thing that they had. That was like foreplay for them. Yes, they, it yeah. was. I don't know. The older I get, though, I mean, I would I would always say that I liked the kind of bad bad boy, the loof guy, you know, kind of wondering what's going on between, you know, behind his eyes. What's you know, what's the story with him? But as I've gotten older, um, I've realized that those guys are really big assholes, and you should really stay away from them. You've never had a boyfriend that people say, "Oh, he's great for you." Hey, I saw you two together, and he's great for you. I think my last relationship was probably the one where most people were like, "Wow, you guys." You guys are great. Like he's a good guy. You guys are good together. But that didn't work out either. So maybe I'm. That was a musician. Yeah. Mm. But you know. But the good guy is not always good either, because I think a lot of people mistake the nice guy um, for just that the nice guy. But he's actually maybe. I don't know. Yes, exactly. You know, he's the guy, like you said, not willing to step up. That is like, to me, 
the worst thing that you can be in life, though, is to have zero passion. When I see people like, you know what? It's okay the way it is. Nothing matters. I don't care. I just want to get along. I'm like, then get along. I don't want to fucking even hang out with you. I don't yeah. need you. And yet, that's the idiot I'd want to marry my sister. I'm like, go ahead. Why don't you go over there and just bore her to death, and I won't have to worry about anything happening. Yeah. So... I think probably guys are attracted to nice guys for their sister. But are guys attracted to nice girls? Or do oh, they also very much so. or do they want that sort of challenge, that woman that's aloof a little bit? No, I I think overall like you sexually they might want as you've always called it crazy pussy. <laughs> but I don't think they want to marry that and I don't think that guys have it in the back of their mind that um that there's anything good about bad behavior I think that we look over and we see you know an unkind woman is way worse than an unkind man the the way society looks you know yeah because we're supposed to be sweeter by nature yeah where, I mean, it's just like with alcoholism. No one really wants to see a woman fucking falling around. Do you think that, um, like, movies have sort of tainted that 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 image? Especially for women, you know? And, and every romantic comedy or some sort of movie like that, there's always that guy that's sort of the challenge, and he's kind of an asshole, but she sort of wins him over. And so I think that's why a lot of women stick with those bad guys and think, no, 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 it's different with me, you know? Well, romantic comedies are the worst fucking guide to life that there could obviously be. First of all, if you go by romantic comedy, there's no such thing as a funny woman. It's only the guy who's funny. The woman never gets off a good line. She cannot see what's in front of her face. I mean, if you look at it, the woman is stupid in every romantic comedy. She's dating the wrong guy. She believes in the wrong guy. She looks for the wrong things in life. Like, well, I really just want this she boring, never, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she never knows how to relax or let her hair down until right. this guy comes and shows her how to relax and yeah. have a good time. Yeah, and then if she has a job that she's working hard at, she feels guilty about it. Yeah. You'll watch, uh, there was some fucking romantic comedy where, um, oh, the Prada one. The girl has a great fucking job. She's going to have to dedicate herself to it for a year or two. Her own friends are acting like, you're shit, you've changed. We would love, if a friend of ours that was a guy Mm -hmm. was like the right-hand man of somebody running uh, Apple computers, would be like, dude, stay with it. You're going to write your own ticket in a couple years. But But the girl was treated like shit for doing it. And even by her boyfriend, if I'm not mistaken. He had a big hard time. was a fucking chef. Yeah. And who never has time? Chefs yeah. don't ever have time to do anything. I don't You're like, when do you ever see a chef yeah. who's got time to hang out in a fucking club? <laughs> um, all right, Lily, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here. Sure. Uh, this came up before, and we'll stay with the romance thing. And I read this thing. Romantic feelings are almost the basis for a bad marriage. That a marriage is more likely to succeed without those heavy romantic feelings? Um, you know, I've, I've actually heard studies done on arranged marriages, and sometimes they found that those were more successful marriages. Than well, the, the people ones. will come to f- think very, very well of each other. Yeah, you learn to love, mm. you know. My parents had an arranged marriage. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Was your dad happy with it or not so happy? Well, I think, I, 
I say arranged marriage, but they were engaged for like a year until, you know, my mom was old enough to get married. But How um, old was she, 14? She, she was 18 and my dad was 19. So not that young, but she was legal. Um, but sometimes I wonder, you know, should they be married? Do they really love each other? But mm-hmm. then I see that they have a really good life, you know? They're, they have a good marriage, I guess. It's an easy marriage, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, you know, the whole thing of what it's supposed to be. You know, the whole thought of romantic love is incredibly new. Incredibly new in the history of the world. There was no reason to even think of it as an option. Now, there were, you know, affairs lined up for that, Mm -hmm. but very few times that they put a lot of thought into, hey, these two would be perfect together. They thought, we need grain, they have grain, we'll give them access to the water, get these two kids married, and our two fucking farms will be able to get along better. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, they were set up to um, where you were married to somebody that you were supposed to be married to, and then the person on the side was maybe the person that you loved, mm. you know? And the marriages were for the grandchildren to have a better life. They were like, yeah. so the the parents would be able to say, Whatever happens, look, your kids are going to be better off for it. Look, there's Oprah waving goodbye. Who was her final guest? I don't think I saw anybody out there. It was I, her. Oh, she interviewed herself. Yeah, she had people in the audience, but it was it was all her. Doesn't look it like was. it's that big of a deal. Boy, she looks like a bag of bad potatoes in a pink sack. And this is her on TV. I wonder what's going to happen to her in the next two years. What are you predicting for her, though? Um, I don't know. I'm worried. What is she going to do? Um, maybe go try to go through that billion three. So I wouldn't worry too much. Um, I I could see her probably putting together um a smaller version of the Oprah Winfrey Show on her own network. Yeah, she'll have to. Yeah, she'll get bored. No one she'll wants to, to watch you there. She needs to make America cry. Rosie's going to get the old studio, and I wonder how long before those two start fighting. Oh. Rosie fights with everybody yes. she works for. Ro- Rosie and, and Opie are the two that normally end up fighting for whoever <laughs> brought them in. The Opie's really fucking calmed down over the years. Well, he's got a kid now. It's got to it's gotta change you a little bit, mm. make you a little bit more patient. Manson had kids. He didn't give a shit. Who's brand new? Who's brand new? Manson. Oh, because he's changing things. Um, Promise reality. Here's something I never asked you about before, Lily, and that's animals. <laughs> okay. What do you want to know about animals? I love them. You do? I like animals. How yeah. do you feel about a zoo then? Because I was talking with a friend of mine, and they called the zoo an internment camp. <sighs> Um, I love a zoo, but I'm always torn because I love going there and seeing the animals, but mm-hmm. I always feel bad that they're kind of enclosed. It's basically like prison for animals, you know? But then I also, on the flip side, think, well, it's better that they're safe in here than out in the wild where something can eat them. You know? uh, what do you think, Kix? I think it's terrible. Get those animals out of that fucking shithole. So when you're at a zoo, you're kind of depressed? Yeah. You ever see a fucking sad, dirty polar bear? I was literally going to bring up, the, and they go mad. There's, there used to be, when I was a kid, a crazy polar bear at the Philadelphia Zoo that would keep taking the exact OCD steps back and forth. 
and looked crazy as shit. That nut, the fucking German bear, just killed itself. That's what they're at least that's what they're saying. It was just depressed. It drowned itself in the water. So yeah, zoos are bad. Fuck them. You but, don't think they they help animals at all? Let's twelve monkeys this thing. Just start cracking open fucking zoos. I think that they genuinely love animals. I agree with that. Work there. And yet, it's still a fucked up situation. Yeah. I'm sure they, they think to themselves, hey, if I got a billion dollars, I'd give myself the right kind of zoo. Uh, someday. Someday. In the meantime, let's have them sleep on cement. You know, because some of the zoos that we're talking about, there's a lot smaller zoos than the ones we're even talking right. about. You know, where they're like, we got two goats and a sheep. Let's charge <laughs> two bucks. The kids can pet them. You know, they try to have those, hey, drive around zoos. They don't work. Oh, you see, I remember going through Six Flags. Didn't see shit. Yeah, the regular zoos, you barely see all the animals. It's like going to an amusement park and seeing some of the rides are shut down for the day. Um, what animals don't you say when you're there? Uh, a lot of times, like, you won't see, a, like, a lion or a tiger. Because they'll do the thing with the moat, and the tigers are, like, off on an island, and you don't see them come out. So or, that's another ridiculous thing. Why is it? Why are they got a tiger on an island? A fucking tiger wouldn't be hanging out at a place like that. I think it just looks a nice. nice jungle. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it should be looking nice. Like. It should be its fucking habitat. <laughs> but it's cool when you can get to the zoo when they're actually feeding the animals. I'm corny, and I really enjoy that because <laughs> these animals are amazing up close. What's your favorite animal? Scene, I love going to the gorilla exhibit. Love it, love it, love it. The ape exhibit. It's amazing. To just, I could sit there for hours and just watch these creatures. And how similar they are to us. And how it, It's like beyond me when I can go to that exhibit and understand how nobody can believe in... There's some people who can't believe in evolution. It's, it's mind-boggling to me. Uh, we've got this um, movie coming out this summer. And I'm going to have the director on the air. And do you remember the name of it, uh, boys? Project Nim. Project Nim is about this thing in the 70s where they had a family adopt a monkey chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. I kept calling it monkey. They yelled chimpanzee. Like, and I go, like, there's a fucking difference. And try to treat it like a, a kid and teach it sign language. And you would swear that this fucking monkey story was made up. But it's all real old documentary this monkey ends up almost being Forrest Gump. I mean, he gets himself into so many strange fucking situations. I don't want to give it away, mm-hmm. but I saw fucking scenes from the 70s of a monkey smoking pot. <laughs> Come on. And <laughs> loving it. Loving it. Oh, God, that I have to see. It's fucking crazy how off the rails Americans were in the 70s. God, monkeys are so funny. They can do anything, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I agree, but... Roller skate and wear a suit are my two fucking favorite things. <laughs> that and act like you're playing a saxophone. Because they ain't. They just think yeah. they are. <laughs> Yahoo, let's take it back to you. Give us something controversial. Uh, Harold Camping, who predicted the uh, end of the world, says it is now coming. He was off by five months. It'll be here in October. Give us something real, Fuzzy. Something we can sit here and battle on tops. Um, Something we could have two opinions on and both be right. Uh, Wikipedia founder Jimmy Page uh, wants... From Led Zeppelin? <laughs> I think it's a different Jimmy Page. Uh, wants Wikipedia to be listed on the World Heritage List alongside things of the Great Wall of China and the Pyramids 
because the list, the description to get on the list is representing a masterpiece of human creative genius. <laughs> um, it's an encyclopedia on the web. I don't think the Wikipedia really broke any ground with that. I think if you're going to take anything from the web and put it in there, it's got to be YouTube. For sure. YouTube is definitely, I think, broken more ground than Wikipedia. It's already dead, though. It's already boring. I still go on YouTube all the time. I know, but anyone who used it was like, please, they ruined YouTube. Where do, where do people go now to watch anything? X, where do you go instead of YouTube? The digs.com, the reddits.com. See, people don't want to go on YouTube. They just want to go to some place that'll fucking... Go through all that shit and give you the best shit, at all, like an aggregator, like a site that'll just sh shoot you directly the to what you want. filtered excellence, my friend. Exactly. You want a filter, because if you just go to YouTube, fuck that. I don't want them fucking recommend me things. <laughs> yeah. Blow me. Fuck you, Google. You don't have any time for them? None whatsoever. <laughs> You're so angry. Why? <laughs> I, here's one for you, Lily, out yeah. of the world of fashion. Um, now that we've gotten into the controversial Wikipedia slash YouTube arrangement school uniforms better um, for kids or worse for kids sexy Even i'm the guys? gonna say i'm gonna yes. say worse i don't i don't like the idea of uniforms i like the idea of of people choosing to express themselves the way that they choose why do you need to express yourself in school why can't you just um, go to fucking school and do math like a goddamn chinaman i don't know because we're not in a communist country if i was running the school right now i'd say to the parents i promise you they'll do math like chinaman by the time i'm done with them hicks <laughs> uniform and no uniform pro uniform wow don't want to fucking spend money on clothes for some if i had a kid yeah I'll, and i'll just give them like three uniforms bam good you're good for fucking school first of all if you had three uniforms you'd be doing 33 percent better than most people <laughs> who get uniforms for their kids what i say uniforms now you shocked to hear this lil yeah. Why are you guys so willing to give up your individuality? There's after school time for fucking individuality. And no, and neither one of these guys grew up in a world of uniforms. Uh-uh. They're mm -hmm. just cheap. Yep. They're just thinking if Lazy I had a kid, broke dick. the last thing I want, I want to scream at him, I can't get you Nikes. The fucking sister says no Nikes. <laughs> that is one of the things that that's individuality teaches a lot of little girls that they don't have the same amount of money as other girls. This gives them a chance to focus a little more on the reading, writing, and Chinese arithmetic. Yeah, I mean, I guess you run into that issue, but also if they're raised, you know, with the knowledge that it's not all about the designer fashion brands that you wear. You I, I went past a kid's birthday party this past weekend. You know you're not allowed to do that, Fess. <laughs> I wasn't that close, but I was close enough to see what was going on. And the, the huge gift bags... Yeah. That were lined up to hand these hand to these kids on the way out the door. It might as well have been Sundance. And guess what? You got to have them now. If yeah. you have a fucking kids party and you don't have take home, wow! Look at that fucking house blow up. Ugh. And that's in upstate New York. Um, but if you have a kids party and you don't have the take home bags, the fucking night's been ruined, and everybody thinks you're cheap. Yeah, it's too much pressure to have kids. Nobody should get married or have kids. I just it's too it. much pressure. It's too much. Well, here's the other thing: if you have kids, you have to say to yourself, "Well, I'm gonna fuck up these people." You just have to admit it from the word go, instead of try to be like, "Hey, Jimmy, enjoying yourself here?" That no, he isn't. He's gonna end up as angry with you as Hicks is at his fucking dad after I, all these years. Yeah, I get so 
I don't know if angry is the word, but I get a little annoyed with parents that think that their child's like the coolest kid. My child, seriously, my kid can say things. It's so smart. You know, it's like, I don't, they're just average like every other child. They talk and crawl and do it things. It really is hard to hear about people's children. Yeah. I love kids, but your kid's not any more special than the rest of them. They're I hate the when somebody tells you like something their kid did and the story has no payoff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, please, don't ever bring it up again. Stop acting like it's wonderful that your kid fucking's trying to come up with the concept of heaven. <laughs> Congratulations. I will say this, that when we were younger, and my family and my parents never acted like we were good at stuff. They never had us do stuff for neighbors. Me <laughs> Here, show them how you sing this. <laughs> show them how you do this. I'd never once had that experience. No, my parents never asked for us to do that for them. Let alone our neighbors. You never got to sing for your dad? No, God, no. <laughs> never. My dad didn't come to my high school graduation. Are you kidding me? He didn't? No. Mm-mm. Were you hurt? No, he didn't go to anybody else's, so I wasn't really. Well, who else's? Was... Go I, have over to town? I have three siblings. Oh. So you know he wasn't coming? Yeah, exactly. I don't blame him. What are you going to do? See somebody in a cap and gown? Yeah, I didn't even want to go, and it was my graduation, but... I hate, kids get really sensitive about that, though. Yeah. Well, it's really weird, too, about the... Well, they're, they're sensitive because people taught them to be. Right. It's like that whole thing of, my dad never came to any of my baseball games. Well, he never came to see you in fucking school. Why would he come to see you there? <laughs> well, that's like saying my dad, dad never came to my science class. What is so damn important about this baseball game? You need your dad there. What are you going to do? Get a hit and then have him yell out, I've decided I do really like you. <laughs> it ain't going to fucking happen. Finally. I can honestly tell you, you're not all that much prouder at your kids for doing that than anything else. Yeah. Let me have a child so I can judge him. Be the most fucking ridiculous thing. And then, you know, when like... Um, I remember Dave and Earl were like, oh, my kid, I'm going to just fucking train him constantly so he can, he ain't going to become a baseball player. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. You better start fucking Dominicans fresh off the boat <laughs> if you want to have a baseball player for a kid. Uh, Hicks, we need to break here. We'll come right back. Run fest show.
some humble county with some humble county gold. Uh, I, I really, really dig that song in a big, big way. This is one of uh, one of the many celebrities that <laughs> Lily has dated over the years. Uh, tell us about the boys and where they're playing when they come to New York. Um, that was Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad, and they will be playing the Brooklyn Bowl on June 11th. What all happens there at the Brooklyn Bowl? Yeah. What's that whole scene the about? Hip, hip kids go there and rage out to music. Is that, that, is that the pool thing? That's yeah, the, I think it's so. Is part, that? it's, that's a, that's a, that's a MacArthur pool or something, and um, that Brooklyn Bowl is a bowling alley with a venue in it. Yeah, you can't keep up with everything that's happening in Brooklyn. And then there's a bar called Union Pool that's very popular out that, there. Do you go down and you play? The band plays in a pool and everybody fucking it stands above it. In it's McLaren very weird. Pool, some, and then yeah, they they show movies there too and stuff. But I hear the bowling at the Brooklyn Bowl is like a hundred dollars just to even bowl there. It's so well, expensive. I got money. That's the fucking thing we're talking about. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Let's some kids down. maybe don't have the money. All right, I'm gonna ask you guys this because you're both. Music people, but you, I, I'm going to say that you're both music snobs. Okay. Um, we could do this about music or any kind of art. Would you like to be the person who has the success with the masses, or would you rather you had success with the elite? So you could be uh, that person out there, oh, a lot of fucking... You know, album so, sales. Mass appeal or uh, critical acclaim? Not just critical acclaim, but also the acclaim of your peers. More than just critics, mm -hmm. but let's say in the terms of music, if you took um, Elvis Costello or Warren Zevon, they've never sold another fucking a lot of albums. Not only as critics, but ask anybody who writes music, do they dig them? They'll say yes. Or you could have that. Or you could be the big mass appeal person. Well, I think I would want the um, the acclaim of my peers. Really? Yeah, for sure. It's more. It would mean more. But I know you're so money hungry, and <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I, the term isn't money grubbing whore, but there's some kind of term that's like really gold a good term. Whore? All right, that's it. Gold digging whore. Okay. Uh, Hicks, what about for you? I think I know for you. I think give me the fucking the elite like in my shit because I'll always have work. And I think if I was mass appeal, I'd fucking blow, I'd just blow it and I'd fucking do something terrible. But if, as an elite, I could still fucking be a terrible person, but people still like me for the fucking work I do. And then, and as you, and I think those people, as your career goes on, you'd fucking get, you'd have more and more success. Well, the weird thing is both of those are. people are somewhat unhappy. You know, if you don't get mm -hmm. both, you're somewhat unhappy. And somewhat jealous of the other person. Yeah. And I think both sides would be lying if they were, if they believed that they truly wanted just one thing. Right. Like I think the people who say I don't necessarily want any mainstream success might be sort of lying. They might want more people to listen to their music or see their paintings or whatever. Right. I, you know what I mean? I, and uh, and the people who have the success may say, well, I don't really give a shit what the critics say, but I think that they do. See, oddly enough, it's almost like the Letterman Leno fucking thing that goes on where Leno's always had the numbers and yet if you ask people that are funny, hey, which one of these guys would you rather be? They'll tend to say Letterman. Letterman. And yet, I have a feeling that Letterman goes to bed at night thinking about Leno and Leno goes to bed at night thinking about Letterman, you know? Yeah. It's weird. And very, very rare for people to get both. Uh, Fez, you've heard uh, it all be put out there. I am going to go with 
Also the elite. Only because you're a hipster. That's the fucking reason behind that. We gotta get you some skinny jeans. Uh, because it's it's it, not listening to you. <laughs> Go ahead and say your answer. Sorry. Uh, the um, if you're if you're appealing to the masses, see, I don't know if I could take the criticism that Leno gets using that example. That was the example that made me. Th- I was thinking masses, but you know, if the the criticism that Leno got all through everything of not being good as Letterman, I think that would be more insane, drive you more insane. Well, what about when you had to sit down and look at the numbers when they, and they go, I mean, you can't look at that in terms of who was winning and say Letterman. You know, in terms of what we consider in America winning, which is business, money, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, do you really think that Leno has more of the success, even though he's got the numbers? I mean, do you think that the Tonight Show, the institution of the Tonight Show, has something to do with him having higher ratings? Um, I'll tell you this, uh, to be quite honest, Conan couldn't make the institution of the Tonight Show work. Now, he might not have had all the time in the world, but do any of us really think he would have gotten bigger than Letterman by now? I, I don't have that feeling. No, that's a good point. No, I could be. Yeah. Did I turn you around? No, I mean, it's. I fucking, seriously, I turned you around like you were a chair on The Voice. (laughs) That's how quickly you, I spun you around. I don't know if you spun me around. You may have, you know, got me a little dizzy for a second. (laughs) But I think, I don't know, maybe because I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to Lano. But let's go back to this. Isn't there something great, though, about being a pop star? Even if everyone else thinks that you're awful, if the little girls show up and they cheer. I mean, there's, you know, I think that that role is as needed as any other role in, let's just say, music. I, I was going to call it art, but we'll call it music. Right. That is That you do need, Justin Bieber is mm-hmm. the perfect thing. There is and always will be somebody to wear the Justin Bieber pants. You know, there is somebody who little girls who don't date yet go to bed dreaming about, and that's an important role. And I don't know why we just shit on it in this in this world. Um, yeah, I mean, adults shit on it because it's not it's not for us, so we don't get it. Right, but know? we've been through it. We know, you know, there were, uh, you know, if you're back in the seventies, there was the David Cassidy's and all those type of names and. The 90s had the boy bands with the, you know. Do you cringe at all, though, some of the things that you liked as a teenager? Or did you always listen to, like, way better music? Well, I listened to way better music than you did, that's for sure. (laughs) But there there were, well, that music still exists. If somebody wants to be 15 and get Lou Reed, they can do it. But yeah, there, I would always say that. Because I have no problem with liking pop music. Mm-hmm. I still think that, you know, it's kind of fun. But I'm much more embarrassed that I I like some of the um, over-the-top art rock type stuff. Like some of that stuff I'll go back and listen to now and I'll hear the stupid lyrics and all. And I'll go like, but that's really dumb. I, I really feel like a dick for that. It's, uh, but It's weird with the pop idol that uh, you said it's for the little kids. It's the one thing that hasn't been commandeered by adults. You're out of your mind. Like Pixar cartoons and comic You're books You're out of your wrestling. mind. They run it. It's run by adults. The people who run those things run it. And guess who loves Justin Bieber? 
Moms. Mo- oh. There is such a thing. You know, to get on Top 40 Radio, no matter what it is, the moms also have to yeah. like it because they're the ones sitting next to the radio. The soccer moms, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some bands that just go straight to moms. Like, I think Coldplay right. was always a mom band. Uh, Train. Train is a fabulous mom band. Yeah, exactly. And that guy in Train, whatever you say about him, and I, I get it. But the guy does still have a great... I mean, the guy could have sang with Journey. Yeah. Oh, Journey. Perfect mom band. Moms always like Journey, and they still do. That's become an ironic bar band to like. Just throwing him on the bar. You fucking asshole. But the only people who think that that's really funny is ironic moms. Please turn this down, Hicks. You're killing me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as far as commandeered it, that stuff is written, produced, marketed in the most cynical type of way. I mean, it's sophisticated marketing. And they when they decide that kid's thing is he gets kicked to the curb. Now, mm-hmm. hopefully with a lot of money, but he will be kicked to the curb. Did you ever see the um, the documentary before mu- before the music dies? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know this. It's about the music industry and you know the the danger that music is in right now. It came out a couple years ago. Anyway, in this documentary, they had rockumentary. They in the rockumentary they had just to um, illustrate how orchestrated these pop stars are. They had this one girl, really cute, attractive young girl. Um, they put her in the studio in the booth and. You know, dubbed her voice and did uh-huh. all this stuff and got her this makeup, did this little video and put it up out on the internet and it got massive amounts of hit. And they did that all in one week. So it just goes to show that all those people, like Lady Gaga, is the product of mass marketing. Like she has somebody behind her with a massive amount of money who knew what they were doing. Well, it's Interscope. It's, Jim, it's Jimmy Iovine is behind Lady Gaga, who was the same guy who said to Dre, I want Eminem to be with you. And he goes back years and years and years of all different kind of music. And he's brilliant at it. He's got a, you know, I mean, you can act like, you know, a lot of times that that might be the real artist, the one behind all this shit. Um, marketing plays a gigantic part in this to right. turn something from being kind of successful into super successful um, because like let's bring it like you brought up the train and I said the kids got a good voice and then the rest of them who knows who they are no you, they could probably put five different train guys behind them and and get away with it yeah. <laughs> but how did they make that work from one record into seven fucking records it's not easy no you know we can always act like somehow it's easier to make pop music but I don't know if I believe that it's almost like People act like, well, it's easy to be a stand-up if you're grabbing your dick and saying, fuck. I don't think so. I, I think it's a different way to be funny. But in a lot of ways, it's almost safer to not do those things. Because at least you could say, hey, at least I don't do that. Yeah, I think it's harder to, to sustain any anything in this... I mean, we're so ADD about everything. Everything moves so quickly. We're on to the next hot thing so quickly that if you have three hit records, that's huge, you know? It is. And yet, while that's happening, like, I'm more interested in things that aren't just trash and thrown away, you know? Right. Um, But, you know, even trash TV now, 
what's idle going to be number one for 10 years? So we do. Maybe what's inside of it is disposable, but it's still the same fucking trash can. You know what I mean? It's that same machine after all these years. Yep. Marketing is just so fucking weird and complex, and I think a lot less lucky than people give it. Uh, reasons for it. I think uh, so much of it luck plays a big part in it but then those guys know once you know once an amber is burning how to fucking turn it into a fire but I don't think they always know what amber is the one that's going to be the one that lights it up that that there still is a certain amount like why Lady Gaga because she doesn't fit the mold I mean she, her face is not a pop star's face her body's not a pop star body the way she talks not perfect and yet, she's the one right now. Yeah. But do you think she goes to bed at night wishing that she w- had a little bit more critical acclaim? I, I, yeah, I think, I think everyone does, you yeah. know? I mean, I think, like, you know, go back to the Leno thing. I think that he would love to pick up a newspaper. He could say, I don't care about those people on McDonald's. But I think he'd still like to hear, hey, he's great. Yeah. And the, I, I think... Part of him still expects to hear that at the end of, of his race. Hey, that guy was fucking great. I think it's got to drive him insane that he never gets an Emmy nomination. Every other late night talk show gets an well, that's, Emmy nomination. I mean, that's how far it is with it. And I've brought this up to people. I saw Leno in the fucking 80s in a really small club. This motherfucker was white heat. White heat. I mean, nobody was touching him in the 80s. And he was brutal and he was fucking edgy. And if he walked in any room, every other fucking comic stood back for him. See, I'd love, I'd love to see that Leno, because the only Leno that I know is I was born in the '80s, so mm. I only know the Leno from the Tonight Show, the corny, you know. Well, the interesting thing is, like, other than his TV appearances, he's never shot a special. So there's no, you know, there's yeah. no like, hey, here's a special that you could go back and show people. He just, uh, but. I like I was even a fan of his. Saw him and went, oh, "Fuck, this can't even be done." Look what he's doing to these people. This is fucking. Someone's going to die in here. Yeah. He was really, really fucking funny and thoughtful. Now it's that you know kind of collection of jokes or whatever. I mean, you can see a lot more craft, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't make it easy to have that kind of craft to be able to pull it off. Yeah, I, I think you're funnier than Leno anyway. Not that it's a competition, but I'm just saying. I, well, know. it's certainly, but I don't have near what he has to go out and make everybody fucking happy. You know? If you take anyone what we know, and we know a lot of funny people, mm-hmm. no one we know has anywhere near the pressure. Like, uh, we were talking about Louis C.K. has the, uh, you know, he's kind of carrying the torch right now. Mm-hmm. And he deserves it. And yet he doesn't have near the pressure of hosting one of those late night shows then every joke gets dissected where they start to go what is he doing that shit again yeah and then you've also got pressure from sponsors you know you can't say anything too edgy you might piss off some of the people right. who are, you know giving us money and so you've got to make of- different age groups laugh and different parts of the country laugh yeah. and, it's, and if you decide I'm going to you know settle and the same thing happens with music you once you sell three million copies the next one can't sell 2.5 or you're in trouble. You make a movie that makes 200 million, next one better make 210 or else they're going to start going, I don't know, dude, it ain't happening. Where I think like the really 
you know, funner career would have been Woody Allen's career. I mean, I, that would be the one I'd pick if I was a, a filmmaker. But you could see that he's not happy with it. Kevin Smith has had this great cult thing. You can hear him like, I can't, you know, he's still kind of pissed off a little bit. He's got pretty he's pretty thin-skinned to be a filmmaker i think he's so sensitive about any criticism well i'll say this though i think he's just more vocal about it i think he's more honest about it i think most people are very thin-skinned about their work because it's almost like having somebody talk about your baby like your baby's ugly you know can you imagine saying that i think that's what it feels like if someone says you know, particularly when you know you worked hard on something and then people run it down and act like, oh, he's, you know, and they do it to everybody. They'll act like, oh, he's just filling in the blank. No, I'm not, motherfucker. So which would Kevin Smith pick? Would he be somebody who is more interested in critical success or just being successful? I, well, I think that he's had that cult thing and I think part of him would love to have the, you know, giant $250 million movie. James Cameron career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, Steven Spielberg wanted to be Marty Scorsese, and Marty Scorsese is like, why aren't my fucking movies this big? Yeah. I think that most of the time we go through life uh, disappointed. And you see James Cameron or is always going around and try to defend himself with people. Like, why should he even be forced to scream out, come on, Avatar's really good. <laughs> Everyone on the planet saw it. I don't know how that fucking guy even does it. He's got, what, the number one and number two most grossing film of all time? Yeah, and... Unbelievable. If someone started to make uh, best fucking directors, he's not going to be in the top ten. No. And his films are the two biggest. All right, has anyone ever grabbed the critical, and for a sustained amount of time, the critical and commercial at the same time? In any uh, art field? Anything at all you want to go with. Where the critics love them and the people love them. The Beatles? Yeah. I, although I don't know at the time, you no. know, I mean, they were kind of boy bandish when they first came out, so maybe in the beginning, but I think that they've, they managed to turn around almost everybody who was anti-Beatles. I will agree with that. And yet inside they went, but there's the genius who doesn't, you know, yeah. sell as many records. And there's the sweetheart who's fucking silly and stupid. And and uh, in the oddest way, I think that turned those two guys against each other more than anything else. Yeah. Because they decided, well, here's the brains and here's the bank. And then the fucking, you know, the funny thing is the smart guy always goes, I wish I was the cute one. And the fucking cute guy goes, really, am I so fucking stupid? Am I stupid as they say about me? Yeah. So that was the thing about that partnership was the thing that kind of worked and yet it made them hate each other and when they left Lennon got the critical albums that didn't sell as well and McCartney got the big hits that you know the critics made fun of and what about for the Stones how did they ma how did Jagger and Keith Richards managed to not let that well, it was drugs them. it was yeah, just a lot of true. drugs they didn't care <laughs> well no they wouldn't and I think you know, the interesting thing about those two guys is, like, I think they get that they weren't as good separately. Not near yeah. as good. Because they've each had the chance to do, you know, tours without the other ones. Yeah. Did you see, I just read this article that uh, Jagger's starting uh, some new group, super group. Him, Damian Marley, Joss Stone, and uh, what's the guy from the Eurythmics, David? Dave Stewart, who Dave Stewart, yeah. did our show before, yeah. I don't know what's happening with that <laughs> yeah. weird band, but uh, I would definitely see them, whoever they are. 
Yeah. I love Damian Marley. I think Josh Stone's got a beautiful voice. Did you ever have a chance to see the Stones? No. I, are you kidding me? I would freak out. No. The interesting thing is if, if Mick goes out with this, maybe he'll play much smaller yeah. smaller venues. Because now you can only see the Stones at a, you know, right. a fucking football field somewhere. You know, where you're yeah. sitting there with fucking field glasses. Is that them? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with this, they might go out and play real small. Dave Stewart played the High Line the last time he was here. Nice. I think that, you know, that seat's zero. They, it, no one can get in. <laughs> that They'll say this this show's already sold out. It is kind of a small venue. Uh, and maybe they'll be through touring with that, too. Maybe they'll come through here, Hicks. Keep an ear out for that. Oh, yeah. I'm on it. You know who's going to get it? Dave Marsh. <laughs> If anyone is. Then you always have to hear this. Well, Dave's friends with all those guys. Dave got them together. He knows all of them personally. Dave built his their guitars for them. Um, and a canoe out of the same tree. When did you first see the Stones? I first saw them in the 70s when they were really junkies. I didn't see them... Early 70s? In the, in the early 70s no. when they were at their best. Um I saw them when they really were fucking up bad, and I used to always be mad at them. Um, <laughs> I mean, literally, they used to get bottles thrown and shit like yeah. that. And they would do a few songs and leave. Uh, but uh, if I could have seen them in, like, 72, it would have been amazing, the perfect fucking time. Yeah. And I still, to be quite honest, and if anyone asks me, I always say, like, yeah, Stone's my faves. I don't think I like too much they've done after that period. Well, nothing in the 80s was good at all. On, right? So that's 30 plus years yeah. that you're like, I don't like them, but they're my favorite band. It's crazy yeah. to do that. Can you imagine that there's another fucking art form that you still like, will stick with someone? Like, you're like, no, that comic hasn't made me laugh in 40 years, and I still like them so much. Well, I think my Radiohead is probably my favorite band. Ever and I think if they stop putting out albums, I think maybe thirty years down the road they might still be my favorite band. Because it it catches you at a certain time. Yeah, it's very music is all nostalgic. It's all well, you know. But you know, there's one thing about nostalgia too. But I think that you're just trying to get back to where you yourself were at your most open, and maybe that's why that album made more meant more to you. That if you would be open. Like you were as a kid. Now you probably have some new favorite bands, but yeah. it's hard to have that same kind of heart. Well, because the older you get, the more you're like, music these days sucks. Not like when we were younger. It's just a lie, though. Yeah, I mean, everyone yeah. does it because there's still really good music coming out. Great music. Yeah. But people start to guard themselves, and they go, "I'm not going to let myself fall in love so easily. I'm not going to fall in love with any experience." And it's. There's a fucking sadness to that yeah. that you can't get around. And it's almost like, it's not like something inside of you is dead, although it feels like that. It's like something inside of you is captured and it's being held hostage. And then you waste your time talking about, uh, you know, who do you think is going to win American Idol? And who's Kim Kardashian dating? All these things that you act like you're interested in, but you're not, yeah. you know? And what you would love to do is have an album and fucking say to yourself, this album is my heart. Yeah. This is my fucking heart that is now being put to sound. And it, it could exist again. But we do something to ourselves. And I think it's out of protection. Yeah. That's a good theory. It's pretty deep. 
it isn't really that deep because like no one ever has to tell a kid that no one ever has to tell a kid hey i want you to fall in love with this fucking record the way you would a would a woman you don't tell a kid that and a matter of fact a lot of my favorite records i listen to even separately from my friends i had my favorite albums with my friends and then i would go home and go well this is probably a little too chickish i'm not going to listen to this in public or not even think about it and just think, this fucking album kills me. I'm going to keep this on while I'm reading a book. And before you know it, you might have played it like fucking 40 times in a row. Yeah. And you're like, I, I never realized this, but I need to spend the rest of my life with her. I don't know where I can find her. Um, can we go back to the Beatles and the Stones for a second? You I can always, go back all you want. Okay, I just always was curious to know... I, I think I kind of know that you're more of a Stones person than you would be a Beatles person, or am I wrong on that? Because I've gotten into heated debates. I, I prefer the Rolling Stones to mm -hmm. the Beatles. Um, well, it's, it's seriously a uh, separate type thing. I totally get both. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I sure don't want to fucking... It's almost like saying, what's a better drug? They're two drugs, and there's sometimes when you want to get mellow, and there's sometimes when you want to fucking go hardcore. Right. Um, but what what do you think is the difference between a Beatles person and a Stones person? Um. Well, a lot of my hippie friends are just they live they live and die for the Beatles. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so obsessive about them that makes me pretty sick. And then they turn down they you know turn their nose up at the Stones, which kind of pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like, I've had, um, my ex-boyfriend, for example, is a musician. And I, I think that musicians are a little bit jaded with music because they, when you learn something technically, I think it kind of changes the way that you can hear, yeah. hear it. Um, he straight up was like, the Stones fucking suck. They're not even good musicians. Mick Jagger can't even sing. I was like, what? I don't even know how we can continue dating anymore. <laughs> but none of that stuff has anything to do with anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how well you could play something is only partial right to the whole fucking thing you know what i mean like what makes somebody the best singer and that's why i think that we're saying like today's music is soulless because people are like looking uh you know let's see if you can hit a certain note and sustain that note it doesn't fucking matter a cracked fucking voice that shows you soul, that shows you that a soul is cracking is way more powerful, mm -hmm. way more fucking powerful. That it overproduced track. Yeah, and I sure. mean, I think the things that people loved about Janis Joplin at the time of seeing her, now they're like, oh, well, her voice is raspy. And she was, no, man, it was like seeing a fucking dog that just got hit by a car. You know what I mean? Like, she laid it out. With such fucking animal grace mm -hmm. that people went, oh my god, I feel that way. I just never fucking said it. That's why I never understood people who who don't like live versions of songs. You know, I prefer a live version of any song as opposed to like, you know, an album. You know, across version. across the board, when I first started in radio, um, they always said there's only a few live songs would they ever play because they lose listeners with live things unless it was already spoon fed them. People are like, that's not the way I heard it. Yeah, I like it crisp and clean. I, I don't, I don't like that at all. I like it gritty, dirty, yeah, raw. You know, and you want some mistakes in there. Yeah. Although you look at Hicks, I mean, his life is a Janis Joplin song. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah.
This sound, this song sounds exactly like fucking Hicks eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got to take this break, and then I have to come back in real time, which means you're gone and you're yesterday's memory. I don't even know where I am at this point. Mm. I hope you're still alive. <laughs> that would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd have this, I'm going to play you a very special tape. It's a young girl I think was going to be unbelievably <laughs> marvelous. It was all just starting to dawn for her. Well, if I die early, I do want you to do my eulogy. Oh, I'd love to. I hope so. Believe me, there won't be a fucking dry in, in the house by the time I'm done with it. <laughs> and please don't bring up any of my ex-boyfriends, because that would be so embarrassing for the my parents. The place would be li lined up with them. <laughs> Everyone who's wearing sunglasses will be an ex. Fucking things are going to look, like, gonna look like men in black fucking reunion party. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to do your funeral. I hope we can do it soon. Yeah. Well, you still got it. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping in, Louie. Now, coming up, uh, you're able to talk the show in real time. I call him tomorrow, Ron, but you'll call him today, Ron. Today, Ron. Okay. And then people will think of me as yesterday, Ron. Yeah. And let's know, even though without this, Fez, do you double down on your double down? Were you right with your bet? Oh, yeah. I was right. So... Uh, remark your bet right now. Um, that it is Lauren Elena who won American Idol last night. And if you're wrong, you will? I'm doubling up on the meals that I owe. Maybe you'll even have a meal in here as I arrive. No, I don't, I don't want to go through that disappointment again. We'll just plan it for the future. He will let you down. And... At this meal, everyone will have gold forks and spoons. Sick. Wow. Sick. Sick. Don't get to keep me. them. Do you understand how many times you say the word sick now? I like saying it. Yeah, I, mean, I know you do. Accurate way of explaining what I'm doing. It's what? a new thing. Like, a word that means something bad means yeah. something cool now. Like, yo, that's bad. Yeah. Which <laughs> now means good. Someday I hope to just yell, dead babies. You know, is the way I'm saying. I really like Baby that. up in here. Yeah. Hey, you want to yeah. go to get a burger? Dead baby, I do. <laughs> I think that, you know, that can take off. Sure. All right. Well, Janice, it was great seeing you. Oh, thank you. Back and see you soon. I will, for sure. And don't be like that, like, oh, I'm saying I am, but really come back. I will. You know me. And let's fight more. Let's really get okay. going. Fez was a little, on the things that you were a little easy going. I'll be more controversial next time. Yeah, you were like, is cotton good? Yes. <laughs> Cotton's good. All right. That's soft enough. Mom, mark that off. <laughs> Should people be nice to their parents and grandparents? Yes. No. <laughs> Sick, dude. You're a fucking sick, man. Go flatware. Fuck yeah. Sick. <laughs> right back. Run a show. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, uh, we are live. Uh, if you'd like to pick up the phone and call us, it's just simple, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's it. Uh, the early part of the show, um, we actually are now doing at night or in the afternoons because I'm spending my mornings in the grand jury. Uh, although today I had to walk through a bunch of uh, cameras, crazy news people, because of the rape cops. Oh, those two guys, yeah. They, uh, they earned their acquittal. Well, I tried to yell into the camera, rape cops rule. And uh, they're just like, we're not going to put you on TV. And I go, they go, do you really believe that? And I go, no. I just, you know, I wanted to see myself when I get home tonight. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I wanted to go viral. I just want to go viral once. You see that rape cop rules guy? Holy yeah, shit. rape cops rules guy is great. I walk through a, a, a bunch of ice cream uh, coming in here and run down and grab me one. Uh, Nilicone. Let's start it with a Nilicone today. Okay. Because uh, if we don't got anything, let's grab a Nilicone and, you know, make it all work. Because uh, I'm past the point now where I want to experiment, Hicks. <laughs> You know, you know what? Dive into something a little different. See what's going on. Well, I'm a little nervous with the group here that'll spit. No spit. No spit. Ron Banks does not fucking eat or drink spit. Thank you very much. Not even my own. No. I go everywhere with a spit cup. <laughs> That's spittoon, old school, western style. Uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I guess I could have a spittoon. Fuck yeah. You know when the radio started, there used to be a spittoon in every single studio in oh, America. Fuck yeah. I'm t way too late for this. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, Hicks. Yes? It's getting New York hot out there. Yep, it's fucking hitting. It's hitting and hard. You ran down the groundhog, and I told you he was serious as a prick. Screw him anyway. <laughs> you ready? I don't care. Here we are. Summer's here. <laughs> Summer love, and it's like Grease 2. And did you see the crepe cart downstairs? No, I didn't. There's a crepe cart downstairs, a food truck, and people are like amazed that there's a crepe truck. There's like people just taking pictures all around it. It's just a food truck. It's yeah. Um, you know this fucking town. The tourists act like not, uh, that that nothing's ever happened before, yeah. and it needs to have pictures of it. Look again. I know wherever you are in your town, there's a fucking fountain. You don't have to stand out there and take pictures of the fountain. But this one's bigger. Is it? I don't think it is. I've seen big fountains around the country before. They're just the high buildings also to distort their perception of things. I guess. I guess you show up here with, like, I need to take 300 pictures, and you're going to take it no matter what the hell's happening. Yeah, they just need it to show people and bore people to death. Um, let's go over here. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Good. I got a quick question for you. If you, oh, actually, Hicks, you too. If you guys could have lunch with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Wow. Uh, it would be really interesting to have a lunch with a dead Jim Morrison. I mean, I guess I don't know what I'd be eating because he's laying there dead. But that would be weird. Oh, give me Elvis. I'll fucking... I'll dead Elvis? Have, yeah, dead Elvis. You gotta remember, he's dead, and you're eating in front of a dead person. <laughs> you hungry, buddy? Huh? Now, did you mean it that way, that we would eat in front of corpses? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think, uh... Wow, are we scrounging on the vanilla? Look at this. 
What, what, do, what do they come in? Fucking shot glasses? <laughs> Double dip this like a man does. Unbelievable. Chintzy um, ice cream party by Sirius XM. This is the tiniest little fucking cone <laughs> I ever saw in my life. Child he, size. Child size. Double dose. I'll say it the same way as I, I did with Quaaludes. I need a double fucking dose. Need them both, baby. That's amazing. Why? What dead musician do you want to eat with, dude? <sighs> no, I was thinking uh, Bob Marley. But is that cliche to say, you know what I mean? I said Elvis. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, you're probably, you like Bob Marley. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. I guess if... Um, I could um, have lunch with any dead musician. It would have to be my cousin. Just to check in and see how he's doing. Oh, what do you play? <laughs> Harmonica. All right, cool. A little juice harp. Nice. Well, the water's coming big, but the ice cream cones are tiny. Aww. Hicks, did you get yourself one? No, no. You, get a, you, you first. No, you get first. a fucking banana split for yourself as a way... As the uh, company is saying, we appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Fucking ice cream party. Now, do they realize I, I came zooming up here as fast as I could after jury duty, and they give me this tiny little cone? This is what you get. Unbelievable. Um, remember when we were in the XM building and they had shitty free ice cream day? I think, I forget who was behind it. Oh, was it Mars? Picked out some, like... Ice cream, by the time we got it, it was all melted. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. It was just, I remember, that was such a disappointing day. And now we get this. Well, it was like a big party down in D.C., <laughs> but since it was up here, they just called Mars and said, do me a favor, run over and pick up some ice cream. <laughs> get some briars. Mmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, there, in the email that went out about the ice cream party, there's also an ice cream party going down in D.C. right now. So there's someone eating a tiny ice cream tone down there as well. Why, you know, fucking uh, scrimp on it? I don't get it. If they're going to fucking advertise this thing as an ice cream party, what, you, people are expecting full-size cones. This is a fucking cone version of a pony bottle. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> That's a new game, by the way. Every time uh, Hicks uh, says... Sick, you have to drink or eat a tiny ice cream cone. Cool. Uh, Dave, West Virginia, you're on the Ron and Fez show. How you doing, homie? Hey, I'm doing, doing great, Ron. Good. Um, I would like to have lunch with David Byrne. Uh, live David Byrne or dead David Byrne? Well, he's dead to me now. I would say this. Uh, I would like to have lunch with Jennifer Lopez's ass. Oh, hell yeah. Sick. And I would just be like, no, I'll order for both of us. I know what that thing will be having. This is the tiniest little cone that ever happened. You know what this reminds you of? What's like that? when you're a little kid and they try to get you some kind of present and it's like how to make tiny food for yourself. <laughs> they should chip. seriously be fucking embarrassed. I'm going to run down there and just chuck this fucking cone in the middle of the lobby. Good. Make it feel like shit. No, I'll scream, clean it up, pigs. Um, if you came into this place, now you would say these people aren't serious about themselves. Mm-mm. They have tiny cones. It doesn't seem like they care. Come on, these employees want to enjoy some full-sized adult ice cream cones. If they ever make me 
president of this company, my first day is going to be adult-sized cones. <laughs> That's, that'll be the fucking giant celebration. Then, for some reason, they glued the fucking paper to this cone. How the hell are you supposed to eat glued <laughs> you, fucking Hicks. waffle? Come on. Uh, Josh, in Denver, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. Eat your bun last night. Eat your Phillies bun. played 19 innings. You know, I'm getting mildly concerned. I'm mildly concerned about them. It was a great game. Well, it seems like we're fucking, we got a, like a, a hitch, like a fucking, on our bumper, and we're fucking pulling the Marlins around. Uh, Jeff, you're on Manifest. Who's that? How you doing, Jeff? Hey, Ronnie. Dude, I want to have lunch with Waylon Jennings. Um, all right, go ahead. I'll be here when you get back. Do me a favor and bring Higgs back uh, half a chicken sandwich. Oh, fuck yeah. Why ain't you enjoying that, Hicks? I wanted you to get your ice cream in your fridge. Would you stop acting like that we're fucking Eskimos and the father has to eat first? I'm going to enjoy his chicken sandwich right yes. now then. Start fucking eating. I ate half of them giving you the other half. Thank you very much. I want you to know what it's like to have food at the proper times. and Then you can have a little t uh, a tiny cone for fucking dessert. Uh, Jim, you're on a fest. Hey, Jim. Oh. Yeah. Sandwich. Hey, they giving out half slices of those tiny cones? It seems like a fucking half cone. <laughs> Ice cream cone? This is more like a David cone. We're a few blocks above fucking Chelsea, people. <laughs> Come on. This is Midtown. Money making. We ain't fucking eating half fucking versions of food here. You're an MT motherfucker. Right <laughs> You're an MT now. I had to fucking call that shame, shame, shame guy on them. They come over here and start bitching about the tiny cones. I'll put them in the system right now. Yeah. Hicks, explain what's on that chicken sandwich. All right, you got some chicken. Oh, some sort of possibly mayo or some sort of aioli. What is it? Aioli, maybe? No, sure. it's a fucking delicious cheese. No, I, I just some sauce, though, here. No, your really? sauce. Yeah. Right, some delicious cheese. Hell yeah, I was just getting yeah. that. And some lettuce. Well, Very good. You don't taste the avocado at all? No, oh, yeah, some avocado there. I'm tasting it. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, secret ingredient? I, I'm saying I think it's aioli. No, the secret ingredient is love. Oh. That's it. It's made with love. I can feel it filling me up. Um, here's, uh, Andrew. Andrew, you're on my face. Hey, Roddy B. Does it feel like the last day of school when the teacher would bring in the shitty straw brand cups to class? Oh, that would be the fucking worst when they would try that. But you know what? You just made me think of something. There was some fucking industrial Dixie cup at my school that looks like it was shipped in from the other side of the Iron Curtain. And it was like... I think it was like a vanilla and chocolate, like, but half C's on it. And as hideous as it fucking sounds, I love them. Joe, you're on the Run of Face show. Yeah, I got a Mitchie Bond for you. What's that, pal? Kim Kardashian has an engagement ring that is worth $2 million. You know, but, you know, we live in a, a time where that almost comes across as tacky, you know? This isn't yes, the sir. fucking go-go 80s. It's insane. Um, Day for six months. 
And what is she doing getting engaged to a white guy? Wasn't her fucking whole gimmick for her family as we date black guys? Yeah, I was blown away when I saw a picture of this guy. Why fucking pull the rug out on the black community now? Yeah, you promise so much to them, then you just take it away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When's she coming back and in here going to Shady 45? I'm sure soon, every, maybe next week. I'm, she's up here constantly showing her shit. What does she sell anyway that's making her so much money she can come up with a $2 million ring? She has like um, a trim spot type product out. Just legal speed? Yeah, pretty much to get people fucking thin. And she makes money off the Twitter account. And the rea she has like two or three reality shows she gets. But you know why she's rocking her own fucking trim spot? She's gaining weight. Yeah. You got to be very careful if you're selling fucking diet products. And, you know, then you're like, no, I will have that fucking food. Yeah, but she also got to keep that ass in check. Because that ass is what's ma what made her all the fucking money. The ass has to stay completely balanced. Yeah. If she loses weight and loses the ass, fuck it. It ain't worth it's it. It's done, yeah. And also, uh, she thinks she sells shoes, too. Shoes that are supposed to make women's asses fucking nicer. Oh, yeah. Ske I think they're Skechers. It's called Pump That Ass Up. Huge um, Dave, you're on the Run Fest show. What's going on, boys? Yeah. Bonnie B, having a conversation about ice cream this morning. Remember the shit called ice milk? Yeah. They try to get away with that stuff. You'd bite into it like biting in the needles. <laughs> it was real cheap. It came it's with freezer burn. Yeah, and you they'd pull it off like, hey, this is the new ice cream. It was cheap. You'd buy it. Your mom would buy it for you. Oh, it was freaking generic shit. That fucking freezer burn is the worst taste known to fucking coldness. Pretty nasty. I don't know why that happens. Because, like, if someone, like, if there's something, like, burnt on regular food, you don't care. You're like, oh, no, this, they're like, people are like, oh, this grilled cheese is a little fucking burnt. I'll throw, no, 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 don't fucking throw it. I'll eat that shit. Yeah, come on. Come on. It tastes good. Oh, this steak is a little burnt. Don't worry. Fine. Fucking pass it over. But a freezer burn? Fuck you. How could something be cold like that? How could it be a bad type of cold? Uh, Chris, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, Ronnie, those dick hiccups we had as kids back then. Remember how how hard and cold they were? You could throw them through a brick wall. It's true. I don't know how they got in that cold. I saw a kid get knocked out with a fucking Dixie cup one time. Someone chucked one across the fucking hall, takes them down like there's no tomorrow. And they came with those very tiny wooden spoons that would just shatter or you couldn't get enough on it to eat it. John, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Mm. He dropped out on us. Yeah, the wooden spoons were fucking useless. Uh, absolutely fucking useless. But I guess they didn't trust you with metal at school. Well, it wasn't plastic back then? Just made tiny little plastic fucking spoons. You could never get plastic through this fucking Russian ice milk. <laughs> it was made with real Russian tundra. Mm. Well, that's a disappointment that they had on there today. Oh. That's a tease. It was a cock tease. Fuck it was a cocko tease is what it was. Oh, by the way, Twitter is abuzz right now with the person who did come up with the one flew over the cockoo's nest line. I want to make sure I get his, his actual name. I know he was the person who did one flew over the cockoo's nest. Uh, see if I can't get my staff on it. Steph's very busy doing stuff, making lunch. Uh, Fred, LOL. Fred, LOL, on Twitter. Fred Lowell. Fred Lowell. <laughs> Lowell's. 
Oh, Fred Brooklyn needs credit. All right. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Fred Brooklyn can write fucking gags. There's no doubt about it. That's right. And he deserves credit. You still using him as a mentor, Fez? Um, I haven't talked to him in a while. We, we text back and forth. He was having some problems, and I haven't uh, talked to him in let, a while. Let me guess what his problems was. Your attitude. Now, speaking of which, yesterday you pushed all in. You pushed all your chips in. You made a guarantee, Joe Namath style, that the big girl would win American Idol. You, my friend, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It cost them how many now dinners and open bars, Hicks? How many are we up to? Like 17, because we doubled down. You 17 now? I'm up to 17, yes. Jesus. I thought that little girl was going to take it. Um, Danny Flip, Sherman and Fez. Ronnie B, Fez Marie. What's up, guys? Yeah. I'm... I'm going to be in Manchester, England for the weekend, and I was wondering... Do me a favor, go to the Hacienda for me, will you? <laughs> All right. Okay. What kind of uh, Cuban cigar do you want from there? Oh, you give me any fucking Cubans. I'll be a happy man with you, Danny. Uh, any direction? Yeah, any way you want to fucking go. Do it Danny <laughs> Flip style. As many as you can get up your asshole, bring them back <laughs> to me. Uh, and, uh, and Hicks, what kind of uh, off-brand uh, English cigarettes you want? Just give me any sort of fags that you want. If we're playing this fucking game, I got a friend you can pick hash up from. What was that? I, I missed it. If, if you really want to start rat hole and stuff, let's fucking, you know, let's let's double down again. Let's use oh, Fez the 17 and make some money for ourselves. <laughs> All right, boys. Yeah. All right, I'll be the mule. Um, bring thanks, back. Danny. All right, you're All the right, best, thanks. Dan. What are you flipping over there? What do they got you flipping in Manchester? I'm, uh, they're doing WNBA, uh, games against, uh, I guess Manchester team. Yeah. It's the Atlanta Dream. I don't know. It's some for the WNBA. I'm going to be flipping around. Right, so the girls are going to be playing, you're going to be cheering, and we're living in fucking Earth, too. What was it? My cell phone connection, shit. All right. Well, will you stop, take it out of your pocket before you start flipping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, talk to you later, Danny. All right, thanks, guys. Danny is a professional tumbler. I wonder if that's the thing. But he flips. Like a he bad flips. Man. He'll go to Madison Square Garden, flip. You want him to go anywhere in the world, he'll flip for you. Uh, so, Fez, you lose and lose big on this, all because in the Carney and Rube, Rube game, you took the Rube. Don't you realize what they do to you on these reality shows? Like, if there was a reality show, and it's me against Hicks... And Hicks, they're showing the preview, and Hicks has problems, and everything goes smooth for me. That means I'm going to lose, and Hicks is going to win, because that's what it fucking, that's how they fool the rubes. You got to fucking turn it back on them. You got to mirror world that shit. See, I thought it was all going too easy for Scotty. The guy who won this thing. I thought it was going all too easy for him and that there was maybe going to be a backlash. Because he Heck, could, when he Hicks, won last night, he could care less. After he made the... F he knew it. Everyone knew it. The Drudge Report had the fucking votes up yeah. online while you were fucking voting. Now you got three fucking hours before I come up here every day, right? Uh -huh. Why don't you just take a run around the internet? See if there's something you can fucking grab for yourself. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff on there. Jump into a Fez world. Um, here's uh, Dave. Dave, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ron. 
Yeah. I'm just wondering, how, how can Fez owe 17 if he just doubled the meals? Wouldn't it be an even number? Because he owed us eight and a half fucking meals. Nick ate half a fucking meal earlier. Uh-huh. Delish. Yes. Don't be in such a fucking hurry. You can't finish a word. It's delicious. Please. What's wrong with that? It's fucking hideous. It's a hideous thing to say. Whatevs. But, see, that's another one that bothers me. The whatevs. Look at him. It's a repartee. That works out so well. It's all about repartee. Repar. Um, hey, Randy? Hey, You're man. getting hung up on. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. He was trying to wake up the retard. I can't have that happen. He was trying to help Fez do math. R word. I meant R word, yeah. What, are you in such a hurry? You can't say retard? That's right. No, I like to follow the line with glee. Well, you do. All right, now let me ask you something about our friend Eddie Trunk. Remember he was so fucking angry at the start of this season that Mr. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith was going to be on... Uh, the American Idol program. Yeah, yeah. He saw. He talked about it on our show. Yeah. Are you sure? Did you? Do you got something? I have to pull? It, Yeah. All right. Let's take a listen to this. Now, do you have a problem with uh, Steven Tyler doing the? I did. It did. I did. It bothered me because, to me, he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, American rock star that we have. He is still incredible. I saw them last summer. He still sings amazingly, still fronts the band amazingly. And I've never in my life to this day seen American Idol, but I know what it is, obviously. And to me, I just, I don't want to see this icon judging a karaoke contest, which is how I view it. Uh, I just don't, I just, he's too high up for that and it's funny because i got some heat on twitter from some people when jericho did dancing I with the that. stars i was laughing very hard about that because <laughs> they're like oh you're not killing jericho because he's a friend of yours wait a minute when did jericho become an american rock icon right. jericho's a pro wrestler who is an entertainer looking to advance his career he'd be a dummy for not being on the biggest you're almost show saying on TV. That jericho's a joke no, I'm not saying oh, yeah. he's a joke at all. He's a talented guy, but right. he's not Steven Tyler. I, we've we've got to teach you guys how to edit down so it makes sense, just the thing that we're talking about, and not go into other stuff. All right, so that's where he is. He's like Steven Tyler, uh, an embarrassment for going on American Idol. But now, last night, our good buddy Eddie Trunk is so happy that James Durbin sang with Judas Priest, and he's, and he's also tweeting, uh, Priest on American Idol, explanation point. He's oh. so fucking happy with it. Oh, Eddie. thought you never saw an episode. So to me, and believe me, if you're listening to this show, or even if you're listening to any show right now, you should run out and get Eddie Trunk's book. Eddie Trunk's Essential Heavy Metal and Hard Rock. He's got it all. Not just the heavy metal, but he's also got the hard rock. Both worlds. But you can't have it both ways. It can't be like, Steven Tyler, you blow. Judas Priest, you rock. And then the fucking Twitchells, James Durbin, actually dressed up in some kind of, I don't know, S&M boy thing to go running out there with Priest. Like, he was almost making fun of him. I hate when people just wear their rock clothes. To a rock show and nothing else. It's a cost. It's a costume. It's literally just dressing the part just to fucking fit in. It's very annoying. Thank you. Annoying. Uh, repeat it one more time. Annoying. 
Uh, Adam, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron, I mean, not to jump back a little bit, but regarding the dinner bets, 17 or 29, whatever Fez he's owing at this point with this crazy math, with Earl and Dave and all the old staff members being involved in the original bets, do they have to be involved to settle it once and for all? Like, do they have to come out to the actual dinner, or is it just like a one-and-done with Mark Zito or whoever's on staff now? Um, well, of course, you can't really do an open bar without Dave, can you? Good point. No. I mean, uh, we actually don't have the drinkers anymore to hurt Fez on an open bar. Just we just Dave. have Hicks. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, need Dave there to fucking really pound those Jack and Cokes. We need Dave there to make sure we're never fucking invited back again. Oh, yeah. I.E. Sammy's. Yeah, I can't even go near Sammy's. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> like three bottles of vodka that night between me and Dave. And Mikey Boy had some. There was, uh, well, Mikey Boy did okay for himself. Drinking vodka out of a block of ice. It's awesome. It's sick. Like fucking Cossacks. Later, I look over, and there's fucking Dave with an ATM skimmer trying to fucking pay off a check that way. Um, Jeremy, you're on a Fez. Yeah, hey, Ron. Um, I was just, I was watching American Idol last night. It's the only episode I saw all season, um, and I saw Judas Priest on there. I was just thinking, what's in it for them? There's no crossover. You think there's a lot of American Idol fans that are all of a sudden going to want to go see Judas Priest in concert? Well, I guess they look like it only takes one. I mean, here's a chance to get people talking. And, you know, this is a gigantic... Their last show is a gigantic variety show where they try to take care of every genre of music. It's almost like if you went on the Grammy Awards, except probably more people watch this yeah. than the Grammy Awards. I know this... Fez was so fucking happy because he got a chance to yell out, we are going to be able to have more parties thanks to American Idol. You know you could have been down to zero, Fez? I know. It my, my tab could have been wiped clean. We might have to go 17 straight nights. But thanks, open America. And meals. Well, Fez, if you would have just went over and looked at the Drudge Report, two to one, the guy beat. Two to one. Mm-hmm. Right there at the top. And then shit on Idol for electing another country person. <laughs> like another country person. Thought I was going to get hip. Well, that's, um, you know, this is a, a, it's a country country. Yeah. And this fucking idiot kid's just as good as anybody on country radio. He's going to do well for himself. He'll have some fucking God hits. and Yeah, he puts on a fucking hat and like, hey, everybody, look at my... Well, there was a little. Well, he ever he actually did a fucking baby song like "I Love You This Much." The country people are going crazy. He's fucking putting his hands out like he's five. <laughs> Why is that great deep voice? They did a number from a Spider-Man the Musical, the Broadway Musical last night. I was really hoping there would be a malfunction and that Spider-Man would just be hanging over the audience the rest of the show. Didn't happen, huh? No, that didn't happen either. Did you just want to see that just once? Just once, I want to see that. Yeah. That show's had so many malfunctions on it. Now on a national program. I would have liked to just seen him swinging there for the rest of the hour.
And then I wasn't expecting Lady Gaga's uh, stuntman act. Well, she always brings something new. Fez calls me. He's just sitting at his house with a fucking fly swatter. Oh, God. I have got a giant horse fly in my apartment. Now, how it got in there is beyond me. Is this some kind of fucking, like, slang for an underage gay kid? No, it's an actual... He's picking up two horse flies oh. down at the bus station. God. It's an actual horse fly. This is... You know what it's, it sounds like, Fez? What? Your apartment smells like shit. Yeah, it's probably infested with a nest of them. If it smells like shit, it's going to bring in a horse fly. Is that what the problem is? Yes. I, there's, a, there's a hole in the screen. I have the window open. Yeah. And there's a hole in the screen because the cat poked through it. With her claws, and now this thing starts... It just fucking sounds like you, like little Abner has moved to fucking Manhattan. So this is... There's the, holes in screens and horse flies. My apartment? And the, uh, the horse fly, I don't know, if I look at it, a giant fly? Flies bug me to begin with. I get it. Fly bug. Yeah, and uh, the giant one just... I actually went and threw up. Because I can't look Hold on. You at saw, a fly. You saw a horse fly and you threw up. Yes, I. they nauseate me. Here's what I don't understand. Does a horse fly bite you? Because the horse fly is the one that it kind of feels like a sting. Except for I would say this. It feels like a human's teeth went into you. A horse fly hurts like fuck. And for some reason, I've always seen them around the ocean. It's like they're around salt water. Hex, are you familiar? I need somebody who knows horse flies. Because Hex looking at me like someone who's never got out of Astoria. Nope. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I mean, a fly doesn't have teeth, right? Right. And they don't have a stinger. Yeah. And yet, when a horse fly, I call it a bite. But it feels like a fucking human being has bit you. Maybe they're just so damn heavy, the size of them, that it feels like a bite when they land. Like you're just being run into by one. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jaden. Jaden, you're on my face. Hey, Fez, I have to agree with you about the Spider-Man, the uh, musical. They should maybe call it uh, Spider-Man, the malfunctioning musical, huh? He's doing observational stuff. What's wrong with that? He's ripping stuff from the headlines and just preparing them back out there. All right, some of these, uh, right, I'm going to get, give me the first har uh, horsefly things. Uh, Dan, you're on my face. Hey, buddies. Yeah. You're exactly right about those uh, horseflies being around the water. I have a boat and uh, over here on southwest coast of Florida, and those fuckers, dude, they come out of nowhere, and they'll hover around you and, and go away for a little while, and then out of nowhere, come back and bite you. And like you said, they, they hurt like shit. It does feel like a human biting on you. And uh, last week I had one come into my garage. It was the biggest one I ever fucking saw. And he landed on my uh, on my uh, bench, and I pulled out my uh, BB gun, and I just started fucking blasting this thing. It was the most fun I ever had. Now, does it actually have fuck? Does it actually bites? Dude, it, I, I don't know. It, it feels like it fucking bites you, but I can't tell because it's when you get bit by one of those things, it almost makes you fucking jump out of your skin. I agree, and man. And I've had it. I've had it actually happen in the ocean. Like I'll be in the ocean, get bit by one of those things, and I'm like, God damn it, that hurts. It hurts so bad that you want to be in a fucking fight with that fly. You want to knock that fucking fly out. Um, 
John, you're on Fez. Hi, B. Yeah. Hey, down here in Alabama, we got huge-ass horse flies, and they tend to always bite you on your back. Same way with biting my dogs. They leave this big fucking whelp about the size of half a dollar. Yeah. And, and Fez's problem, too, they're trying to, trying to get in there and lay those eggs in that uh, cat shit. That's so what they do. Your fucking house is so full of cat shit, it's fucking drawing draw in these horse flies. Um, David, you're on the Running Fez show. David. Yes, hello. I own a pest control company here in Ottawa, Canada. And the reason why a horsefly bite hurts most is a mosquito or black fly actually has a little tube they put in you and draw the blood. A uh, horsefly will actually scrape a little hole in your body. You bleed into it, and he has a sucking mouth part that draws up the blood. So why he scrapes that hole into you, he damages more nerves. So that's why What the, the fuck does he want with us? Why is he doing this? They detect your carbon dioxide, the breath you breathe, or colognes or perfumes. Uh, being from Canada, we have lots of horse flies along the coast, and that's why their bite hurts more, because they damage more nerves when they put that little hole in you to suck out your blood. Where a mosquito puts a tube in, hits less nerves, and creates less painful of a bite. So that's uh, the 411 on that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm telling you, if you're working pest control, kill every one of those cock fucks. Nuke them. And this thing was just back and forth. It, it, it never... For more than a second, landed on something and just stopped. It you just realize hovered. that that I wish you could fucking somehow figure this out. There's this little thing, shards of cat shit, flying all around your fucking apartment. That's why that fucking horsefly is so excited to be there. Oh yeah. Um, here's Chris. You're on my face. Do you, remember, do you remember greenheads back in the day? I haven't seen one in years, but they bit just like a horsefly, and they were about the same size, but they were all over the shore. I'll tell it. I haven't seen one in years, but the horseflies are brutal. They're still around. So, yeah, they are. The, I, I consider, I'd rather be bit by a fucking dog than a horsefly. Seriously? Yeah. They get rabies with a fucking dog, though. I'd rather, right? have, I'd rather, a, I'd rather have a roach in the in the apartment. I Seriously. I'd rather be bit by a fucking tiger than a horse fly. And I know I'm going a little absurd this year and I'm going for the joke, but I would. I would stick my fucking face in a tiger's mouth before I let a fucking horse fly land on me. And then, like, when you even think of things uh, like a uh, fucking horse fly, it makes you doubt God's wisdom. Why would he? Um. Is, uh, what's up? Yeah. Listen, it's horse flies. I'm a big guy. I'm six two, about two seventy five. I'm in the pool in the backyard with my kids. If I see a horse fly, forget about it. You never seen a fucking human being move so fast. I dive under that water and just start splashing. Smart like idea. Because <laughs> they fucking water will take them down. Oh yeah. Um. Here's Mr. Goods. So you're on my face. Hey. I uh, got bitten in the back one time in summer camp in Maryland, all the way out west by, I don't know, you know Maryland, Cumberland? Sure. Oakland? Yeah. The thing bit me through the shirt, and we weren't anywhere near the water. This was uh, at an equestrian camp. You know, I was like eight or ten years old. The, you know what brought him in? The horseship brought him in. Yeah. Just like Fez's house. Is, here's the two things. with Fez's house is filled with cat shit, and then Fez has this thing. He doesn't flush his toilet till it's fucking all the way up to the rim with fucking shit. Oh. I'm not going to waste water. What? 
Um, Dave, you're on my first. Hey, guys. Um, they're blood-sucking insects, and they have different ways of doing it, but those flies, they're called rasping mouth parts, and what they do is they scrape your skin, and they have a little sponge, and they suck up your blood from the scrape that they create, so that's why they hurt so much, because they're fucking... Is there any fucking use? To, is there any use for these fucking things? I'll tell you right now. If there is a Republican who will come on and say, I will get rid of horse flies... I'll fucking vote for him over Obama in a heartbeat. Obama will have to come back and say, look, I'll go, let the Mexicans fucking, let the Mexicans come running in here. I don't give a shit. They can be reasoned with. But a fucking horsefly is relentless. And it's filled with sin. It's like being bit by original sin. Every time you're bit by a horsefly, you understand God's disgust in us. That's what you're. Fu- That's that pain that you feel. It's a superior being, disappointed. Um. Here's uh, John. John, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. I don't know if we can trust Fezzi because a horse flying. That's like him saying a cat can say cookie. All right. Here's the problem, though. We got Fez in here. Are we ever going to believe him again? Because I will tell you. 99 things that percent of what he says on the show now is just complete summary. I mean, he is like a fucking human Wikipedia. We're going to have to trust him. Yes, I understand the cat never could fucking talk. I get that. But Fez heard it through his own audio hallucinations. I believe that. I don't think that Fez is a liar. Now, I am I'm, not lying about a horse fly. I, why but, would I come in and try to say my house has insects in it? That's why, nothing to brag about. Why would you spend two hours going cookie, 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 cookie without a payoff? I mean, there's no fucking human motivation to what you do. I get that. But what I'm trying to say is I don't think on purpose you lie. I think that you're living in a world of hallucinations, and sometimes you try to explain those to regular people. Um, Justin, you're on a fez. Yeah, I was just going to tell you that whoever's running the pad data is a moron. Horseflies, plural, I-E-S, not Y apostrophe S. Who the fuck is on that, Hicks? I don't think... Hicks, who the fuck is on that? Oh, that was my spelling of horseflies. Do yourself a fucking favor and wake yourself up. Why are you doing both over there? Oh no, they went down. I had to. I, they went down. The cell phones went down for a second. I had to just run back up. That's all. I wonder. Um, let's go over here, Charlie. You're in my face. Hey. Yeah. Well, I'm down here in Bethany Beach, Delaware. Where we get a west wind, horse flies just come in and drove, and you just have to leave the beach because they bite you and they move. You don't even get the satisfaction of killing them. You, so you just got to get right off the beach when it happens. Oh, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. I don't even know how to get on the beach there, Bethany. Uh, you have to be a multimillionaire. I, I just do it because I, I maintain houses for people. There's something, yeah, this, uh, I don't like any kind of privatized beaches. I think it's awful. It's not private. They just they just charge an arm and a leg for the public parking. See that uh, that drives me nuts. It's the same as being private. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I screw agree. Em. You can't even you can't even smoke a cigar on the boardwalk. Everything's changed, my friend. This I know. 
I am. It's awful. I've already sent out a letter to Obama, and I said, with the newest smoking laws, please change us from the United States of America to Earth Vagina. That is the new fucking name for us. I hope he gets that letter. You should really read that. Please, and don't even make me bring up, because I'm in the middle of so many cases right now. Oh. Don't even bring up the word vagina to me. Oh. That bad, huh? Very bad. Eesh. Jury duty has been unbelievable. That's terrible. Would, Earth's, would the flag of Earth's vagina be like a fucking vagina that's just been fucked, like cummy, fucking leaking out of it and shit? And Do you gotta work blue? Do you ever fucking occur to you that you're never gonna get on the Tonight Show with that fucking body mouth? Well, you know, I just, I just want to describe something else. Well, it's weak fucking sauce, dude. Anyone could get that. A cummy vagina joke. Anyone could get a fucking laugh. I gotta get it together. I'm not allowed to talk about the cases I'm involved in. But I will tell you this. A little piece. This fucking maniac grabbed a runaway girl, filled her vagina with wax. What? Stuck a wick in it, lit it, and called her cunt candle. This is the kind of stuff I'm seeing on a fucking daily basis. The cunt candle killer? He didn't kill her. You know what? Hicks... It's one of the reasons why I can't share things with you, because you're all about alliteration, and I'm fucking sick of it. Why give the guy ideas? Don't worry about him. You ain't gonna be fucking seeing him anymore. Should you be talking? Should I dump out of this? Yes, dump out of everything I say. <laughs> if you see me talking, dump out of it. Um, George, you're on my face. At Sober Camp, they tortured us. We're sitting, uh, standing there waiting to jump off the diving board, and they were just constantly biting our backs. It wasn't just one bite. It was like 10, 20 until it was finally your turn. Why do you have to wait for a turn? Why don't everyone just go off the fucking board at the same time and enjoy yourself? Dale, you're on Hello? Uh, Bill, you're on Bill. Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, horseflies. Fucking ridiculous. We need to bring back DDT to get rid of them, some goddamn stink bugs, and the fucking bed bugs. I got news for you. Uh, I would put DDT in the milk if we got rid of these fucking bugs. Jesus Christ. Now, I know Please. they hate those bugs and it make it, made all the kids be born with fucking flippers and all that. But when I was a kid, they used to come around with a truck in the summertime down at the fucking beach, and it would shoot this fucking smoke out the back Holy of shit. it, right? Yeah. That would just be DDT. <laughs> and I'm not making this up, Hicks. All the little kids, we would run through it like it was fucking fog. <laughs> and we would just chase the truck. Sounds cool. The whole night. It was the funnest fucking thing. And then, uh, you know, every once in a while, your mom would just yell, Get out of that damn smoke. Get out of the chemical fog. And we would yell back, You get out of the smoke. You're the one in it. <laughs> Showed her. You guys are acting gay. When you're at a certain fucking age, when you're like 13 or 14 and nothing fucking impresses you. It's fucking gay. Everything becomes just gay. Disney World's gay. <laughs> we went all the way down there and it blew. No, kid, you fucking blow. And you're gay. 
fucking face it. That's who's that's who's blows and who's gay. You. Yeah, take a look at the mirror, little man. How many chicks you fucking nailed? None. That's right. Zero. No pussy for you. Stop fucking running down Disney World. Maybe you should give hand jobs. And George Lucas. Star Wars sucks. See the first one. First one was great, but these ladies was blow. You fucking blow, kid. That's who blows. You suck droid cock. <laughs> you get on your knees and lick fucking droid balls, you fucking piece of garbage. The only reason I don't bash you right now is because your parents are looking. <laughs> I'll knock that fence off your fucking front teeth. Shut up, train track mouth. I'm fucking trying to tell you something. You people suck. Old people blow. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, boy. This is why I could never be a fucking teacher. Oh, no. And today, like the fucking, like, feel, imagine being like a fucking inner city fucking teacher, like in the Bronx. Forget it. Shit. I couldn't be a fucking teacher in Iowa. <laughs> as soon as I heard someone go, what are we going to do homework? I just fucking leap at them and grab their fucking windpipe. And choke them out. I'll drop him real quick. He'd probably get arrested. I'll just take a fucking pen and just start jabbing it into his fucking voice breaking fucking that uh, everything sucks uh, and I have bony knees I can never make it as a fucking teacher fuck that I'd fucking dress for school like it was Mad Max I'd just come in there with a fucking gun in each hand history sucks you fucking suck, kid. That's who sucks. And that fucking evil beast that pushed you out of her poony. That's who sucks. The woman that you lovingly call mother. Skank. Anyway, you try to teach these kids. You do everything you can. It turns into a fist fight. I guess it does. It's just that they're they're just they're not even our species. I hate when I leave here and I see him walking around fucking Times Square. I just got off the fucking fast boat from bumfuck. This is it. There's no roller coasters in New York. Big deal. It's gay. You're gay. I thought we were getting fries. This is gay. We got bubba gum shrimp in our neighborhood. Why do we even get on the plate? Everything sucks and is gay. Take a fucking pair of pliers and start fucking pulling out teeth, kid. Till you finally learn to fucking change your attitude. In the middle of the fucking street, too. No one's gonna stop you. Ouch. Now you just went and pulled out my front tooth. You're so gay. Heavy teeth are gay. Just see them in the back seat trying to put their big ugly feet on their sister to make her yell. Disgusting fucks. Anyone who wants to have kids should be forced to go in and look at fucking junior high school age kids. And go, look, that's what this beautiful baby's gonna fucking grow into. You're gonna hate every second of it. Just a fucking face full of acne with big glasses covering it. And fucking braces. And bills. Cause those braces gotta be and then somehow them. still feels superior and is putting down other people. <laughs> This show sucks. 
There should be a fucking just... It should be okay to kill your own fucking kids if they get like that. Because you know they can't make it as an adult. And yeah, not until they're 30, maybe. Then you got to deal with them until they're 30. <sighs> and then they by, that, by the time they're 30, they have their own annoying kids. <laughs> that look just like them. They just fucking spawn for generation after generation. I just wish sometimes that the Russians would have done more during the Cold War. Got rid of some of those fucking people. Like the Great Purge or whatever? Yes. Purge the fucking geeks out of this country. <laughs> There's not enough bullying on these fucking children. That's the fucking truth. Here's the thing. Stop bullying and actually do it. Don't threaten these fucking kids, but actually take them down. They're annoying as shit. Sucks. They bully and bully and then don't do anything because they blow. Fucking walking around, you're like fucking 118 pounds and you got a size 27 fucking shoe. Looks like Happy the Clown is here. Uh, Tommy Armand Fizz. Yeah, to add to your horsefly info, wouldn't you know it, it's only the females that bite humans because they need mammal blood for reproduction. The males don't have the uh, knife-like mandibles. That's the most disgusting thing I ever heard. All right, well, we got to wrap up today's show. Thanks for everything, folks. I'm going to thank Lily, my guest from yesterday slash today. How did you do, Hicks? Nailed it. Yeah? Knocked it out of the park. I like that kid. He's always ready for a little controversial thing to say. Uh, tomorrow, Black Girl Douglas is going to be back on the scene uh, telling us about the greatest move he ever had, uh, quitting radio and going into phone sales. Dominating it. It just goes to show none of us have any fucking skills that we can take anywhere else in life. You're going to be surprised by this. Fucking most jobs out there, I would con be considered to have a bad attitude. Don't say that. And Fez would get bad marks for his productivity. Where here in radio, that's cherished. This is a good song, isn't it? One day we ought to find out who does this song. Uh... You know, it was Levon Helm's birthday today. You did nothing to celebrate Hicks. We celebrated Levon Helm Day like three days ago. That mean, doesn't mean shit to GVAC. You know what? Because of this, I don't ever want to celebrate anything again. Because I don't want to think them up every time it's someone's birthday. We got to give them a fucking day. You guys fucked up. You're gay. It's Bill Wyman's birthday. And you didn't fucking play anything. <laughs> John Entwistle would have been 83 today. You didn't even open his show with Boris the Spider. You suck. Fuck that, we're nihilists. We gotta believe in something, man. Well, not celebrating birthdays. We're nihilists in that sense. <laughs> I don't know. I think nihilists actually celebrate birthdays. A cop-out. They're gay. All right. One day, one of us will get pissed off over the gay thing. You can't even pull him in with that. So tomorrow, B-E-D, it's the bed. Black Girl Douglas. 
As the show starts, I'm going to be in uh, Grand Jury. So do me a favor and keep an eye on each other until I get here. Keep this shit under control, people. Productivity. See you guys tomorrow. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs> <laughs>